0: Just joke, right, like. hold on, wait, before we do it, right Testing, testing, one, two Today on the Tim Marner Podcast Show We've got Gareth Seddon Gaz Seddon Seddy Number nine
1: Nineteen. 19. like nine yeah. Do you not? No, I'll explain why
0: Right, right mm. And we've also got
1: our Gaz Studious Gaz today Studious, yeah I'm trying to look but more intelligent You do look more intelligent With your glasses Yeah, yeah You do My eyes just hurt him, but yeah Right, okay. we're going to
0: read out Gazi's Wikipedia. And see it. how
1: accurate yeah. it is. Yeah. So we've got Gareth John Seddon, J O N as middle name. Yeah. Correct. Born the 23rd of May 1980. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, I'm nearly 14. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God. Is an English footballer who played as a striker. He played 80 games in the Football League for Bury. Correct?
2: Correct, yeah. All
1: right. Six 40. foot one. Yeah. Nearly six foot two. Hours. <laughs> six
0: foot <laughs> one. Go on.
1: So we have. You wrote less. We have roll, Burry. Roll. It says Bronze Adonis after it as well. You must have wrote it. Yeah. We've uh, got 2001 to 2004, Burry. 79 appearances, 18 goals. Correct? Yeah, maybe.
2: I think so. North... That's just league goals, remember. <laughs> Including Cup.
1: Northwich, Victoria, Lawn, one appearance. Yeah. Rushton and Diamonds, zero appearances.
0: The what?
2: Rushton and Diamonds. Yeah. They used to play the First Division. Right. Barry sold me to him. Paid a load of money for men and never played one game. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it.
1: Well, oh, well, yeah, we got to that. Yeah. Um, Paddy Ham. Yeah. It just says question mark next to your appearances but you had 18 goals.
2: Yeah, three games or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Worcester City, one appearance, one goal. Not bad. Hyde United, this is impressive as it's true. 75 appearances and 52 goals. It's 87
2: appearances, yeah. 72 goals. Is it? Yeah, I went to an awards thing the, the other night and they presented me with uh, like a plaque. 70, 72 in
1: 87. That's Not good, as, isn't it? Yeah. Very good.
2: Not bad as for a goalkeeper.
1: <laughs> 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 Kettering Town, 46 appearances, 15 goals.
2: That's bollocks. This is the one that I... I'm allowed to swear. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, yeah, it's the friend. one that I keep trying to change. Right. I was the only striker for Kettering in the last 15 years to ever score 20 league goals in a season in the in the top flight.
1: So that's more than the whole total. Yeah, yeah not so, including cup.
2: That's not including cup. I got mm-hmm. I got 24 in the league, and I got seven in the cup. I got 31.
1: But the appearances were 30, right. 31 in
2: 42, yeah, I think. We're pretty good. And then they sold me to Fleetwood. Then
1: yeah, so Fleetwood's next, and that's 98 appearances, 26 goals.
2: Yeah, I think he's, I think it was a bit more than that. It was about 32.
1: Uh, Halifax, thirty-two appearances, thirteen goals. See,
2: that's wrong. <laughs> we'll get to that as well. S- somebody I, on Wikipedia hates yeah, you. I had, I had twenty-four goals by March, and if I reached thirty, yeah. the club had to pay me ten grand, so they didn't play me again for the rest of the season. Really? Yeah, and I got I got, I got sold at the end of the season. I left and went to Chester. Screwed me over.
1: Yeah, so then we got Chester, and this is thirty-five in seven. Goals. Thirty-five game. No, see, that's more. more yeah, I was going to say because Salford after watching the documentary, it headhunted you to yeah. come and play for him. So that, I wouldn't say they come and headhunt you off that record. Off seven goals? <laughs> yeah, no, do you know, in know. 35 I, appearances?
2: I don't know who runs Wikipedia. I don't know. Who so, does sounds,
1: run Wikipedia? Sounds like, it's, it's, sounds like Stevie Wonder. <laughs> it's a community thing, isn't it? That's why it's never really accurate. Right, so right. people update it all the time. I think you can actually go on and update it yourself. I've tried it, but whenever... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I've
2: tried it about 100 times, but every time I refresh the page, it just goes back to that one. <laughs> really winds me up. We'll try and edit for <laughs> I once spent a, a, a whole morning. I must have refreshed it about 30 times. It just kept changing back. So I ended up emailing them saying, why can't I change my goals? They never replied. Um, start out
0: for me. I, we've, all, we've always, when we're doing shoots and stuff together, we've always like tipped over little stuff, haven't we, what yeah. you been up to. But talk to me about little gals and what
2: did little gals want to do always wanted to, well, in fact, I was going to say I always wanted to be a footballer, but well, this probably won't shock you. I want to be James Bond. This is God's <laughs> yeah, honest don't truth. Don't no. I said That's to good. me, uh, my teacher at junior school, we had like a careers thing I mean, it were obviously going into high school and he said to me, he said, oh, Gareth, I, I, expect, I expect you want to be a footballer when you're older. And I was like, yeah, I do. And he was like, well, what else do you want to be then? Fully expecting like a vet or a doctor or yeah. something educational Far i went mad. i want to abseil down buildings and crash crash free windows and shoot <laughs> people and he was like really i was like yeah and I, I was i was mad on like the sas and stuff like that i wanted to i wanted to be like a work for mi5 i used to re, read loads of books about it. that's what i wanted to do mm-hmm. and the more and more i looked into it obviously the more harder it is and you can't yeah 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 um but then obviously football took off when i was like 11 12 and then went into high school and that that was all i ever wanted to be really. when you say it
0: took off what does that mean it took off
2: well i got um when i was when i were 9 right i was sh- i was shot at football i couldn't even get in the school team which is really weird for like a 9 year old like he wants to be at, yeah it's at usually a younger isn't it yeah. Like, yeah i'd i'd never been to no academies and i remember a junior school um the head teacher had to pick the best seven players out of like the fourteen who was in the school team. Like I was, I was like sometimes I'd play, sometimes I'd be sub. So we had to pick the best seven players to play at Deepdale. Remember when it used to be like a three G pitch? Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it was it was a seven aside school tournament, and like whenever I speak about this, this was like the, the defining moment of my life. I didn't I didn't get picked. I was heartbroken and. The, the seven lads were all my friends and they all went away and played in this tournament and it was at the end of the school year and I remember breaking up for like the six week summer holidays yeah. and I thought to myself I'm going to get in that team like I'm, I'm going to be a footballer and somebody had bought me uh, Paul Gascoigne Soccer Skills book and I, I actually got it again only about five years ago I got it off eBay and I found it and I'm like reminiscing for it, but I literally first day of the holidays page one laid out some kind of like um, not cones but like four stations dribbling non-stop for like two hours dribbling, once I'd done that with, with my left foot dribbling, dribbling, dribbling next page was like a Cruyff turn next page was like a step over and I would just practice, I went through the whole book every single day and I'm this is no word of a lie. 14 hours a day, and I would not come off the back street. My mum was like, Garrett, I was like, "No," and I, 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 hand on my heart, 14 hours a day. And there was an old bloke, who used to sit across the street in a, a deck chair, and um, he like he'd, he, he used to watch me, and he pulled me over and he said, uh, "He said, how many kickups can you do?" And I said, "Oh, probably about 20." He said, I'll give you £5 if you can get to 100. Imagine this was 1990, 1990, something like that. Five quid was quite a, a lot of money. So I practiced and I did 100 kickups. So I went back, I showed him, and he said, Right, And I, but I did every single one with just my right foot. So then he said, Right, if you can do 100 with both feet, I'll give you another £5. By the end of the holidays, I could do 100 kick-ups, right, left foot, and on my head. I could do 100 headers at 10-year-old, just stood there, 100 headers. and I'm, I'm talking 14, 15 hours a day I practice. Went back to school, and I was the best player in the school by a million miles. Two weeks later, we played a tournament. I got scouted by Blackburn Rovers, who were then the Premiership champions. I went to Blackburn Rovers, spent nine years at Blackburn.
1: It's mental, that.
2: Fucking, honestly. Who it was, was that guy? I don't know. Even to this day, I like, couldn't remember, I couldn't be able to remember his name. It was re- he was in his 80s. He couldn't get up off his chair. He knew, didn't chair. he? knew that that's what you needed. Yeah. He I, I look, I get quite like, not emotional, but like, I look back and I think, Yeah. he must have seen something yeah, in yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, Even if it were just the determination. Mm. He might not have seen a player, but yeah. he must have just seen like, fucking hell, this kid's like, he wants to be a footballer, he's yeah. working his arse off. Smile out, mate. Yeah, and it was, mm. and, and that was the defining moment. And it was, honestly, it was two or three weeks into going back to school. We played a little five-a-side tournament, and I remember coming back into school. Are you doing Cruyff
0: turns and everything? Everybody's head's just like... Somebody
2: passed to me, right, and I took on the whole team, bang. Slotted it, went back to the centre... They passed it, passed it. I intercepted it, took everybody on bang. Honestly, I was so you couldn't get the ball off me because I'd literally spent the ball at my feet. I could do anything with the ball. You just could not get it off me. And I think because I'd trained every day as well, I was dead light on my feet and dead quick. And I just knew, I I, I just knew that I was good. Then I just had this like confidence. And, uh, but oh, you've
0: got the talent in you anyway, haven't you? But you've got to do the yeah, practice think, as well uh, at the same
2: time. I think I think that's everything in life. I think everybody, you obviously get some some special players mm-hmm. who in any walk of life, they're just musical or they're athletic or, you know, football-wise. But there'll also be another thousand other lads or girls who are exactly the same as that. And I think the difference that takes you to that Level mm. is your determination, is it's your mindset. Anybody can be a good footballer or a good runner. Mm. It's when it gets tough, or when it, when you get disappointment, or somebody else is as good as you or better. A lot of people just go, oh, well, he's better than me, mm. or yeah, I won't be able to do that. Bollocks! Everybody can do it. You've got to, just might take you a lot, lot longer to achieve mm. it, but you can still. Get there, but what what was inside of you that made that
0: told you to look? I need be training fourteen hours a day because I didn't get picked. There's no YouTube around. There's no books Northern, telling you this. You no. kind of you know you're your own sort of like mentor. Yeah,
2: just because I didn't get picked, I hate losing anything. I hate not being able to do something, and I've had it all my life. I went um, a few years later. I was about 12, 13 year old, and we went to um, we used to go to Butlins every year, and a lad beat me. At, snooker like, on a full size table so every single night cause, like you, you used to be able to go in at butlings you can go and play snooker and whatever it was, it's all for free so I used to go and set up the balls or play on my own and just p- pot them into the pocket practice 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 by the end of the holiday I beat him
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was just,
3: was it? just to beat
0: this yeah
2: I just wanted to beat him and I before I went home, I had had to beat him. <laughs> my stepdad, I'll tell you a story, right? At Burnley, Burnley Swimming Centre, they used to have some diving boards. So you used to have like a springboard, a middle board, and then there was a top board. And I think it was a 10 metre. It might be more, 15 metre. But it's quite high, like as high as that. And I remember uh, one of my mates jumped off and... I went up, I, I didn't dare jump off. And I remember, he'll tell you the story, I was stood on the edge for nearly an hour because I won't get down. I had I had to do it and I ended up jumping off, but I, I belly flopped. Yeah, I had marks all over me, but I, I did it. And I, I would not get down until I do it. I was crying. I was, he was like, Gaz, we've got to go, come get down. Like, he's like, I'll fetch you again. I'm like, no. Where yeah. have you got that from, do you think? Have You got it from your mum or your dad know. or anything, is it no, just no. inside is it just inside you? Yeah, no, my mum's not like that at all. My mum's like, oh I can't, I'm not doing that, can't do that. Yeah, I don't know, it must just be inside me. So set me back to obviously you got
0: the skills and then you got into where was it, black Blackburn Rovers, right yeah. Right. So what happened then? So, so they just
1: won the league. It was always Shearer that season. Yeah, so Shearer and that were there, yeah. Mm. I think
2: no, I think um I think they I think they become Champion, so 1991 I joined, I think they've become oh, champions yeah. in 94, oh, okay. 11, 11, no 10, 10, yeah 10, so I think they're in the premiership, Jack Walker had like brought all the money in and stuff like that and I think like two or three years later, an hour 14, they, oh, they, this they, 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 won they won the premiership, yeah, right, okay. so we used to go, we used to go to a school of excellence it were called, two nights a week, so you'd go and it was all like, all the best players from around the area, all used to train together. And then we used to play on a Sunday morning in a and out the eleven who played. I think nine of us were signed on at Blackburn Rovers, and we won everything. So
0: we had like what were you doing as well as doing that school
2: right at, at school? Yeah, so so like how I'm
0: demanding was that you go at school? No, just two nights doing, a week was it? Yeah, it was right.
2: fine. Yeah, but yeah. I were I were doing everything. I was, I was boxing at night, and I was doing all sorts. I was just like dead active. Um. So yeah, it, it just. Just what just just what I wanted to do, and I, I, like I say, we the team that we played for at the weekend. We so,
0: have you are you at this moment identifying yourself as a footballer? Yeah, I'm going to be if a If people are asking you, look, guys, what are you? I'm a footballer, and that's what no, no,
2: no, no, no. I was, I, I always said, I'm going to be a footballer, right? At, at, at like 12, 13, you don't think you're a footballer, right? You, you, you obviously. Live you and breathe it, in it yeah. yeah. And you, 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 see your heroes like my, my hero was Alan Shearer. I, I absolutely loved him. So I just used to watch, like, like, let's like, say there were no internet and no YouTube or anything. So we just footy games on TV. Match it day. Just used to watch Match it day all the time. Um, and then I'd play, I'd play Wednesday night, Saturday morning, Sunday morning. That was my weekend. Like my mum and dad used to take me everywhere. You just have to take me everywhere every weekend to play football. You're all over the country at this point. Yeah, because we'd play all the other, like, kind of Prem teams, if you will. Yeah. Um, but then on a the Sunday, you'd play for this this team that won everything as well. But we had likes of, like, I don't know if you remember David Dunn. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I played with it since we were 10 in, in this same team, and he was brilliant. He mm. was like, first time my dad saw him play, he went, he's going to be an England captain. He really? was that good, yeah. He was heads and shoulders above me. Just, he, he just naturally had it. He was unbelievable. I, I had to work at everything. I wasn't naturally talented. Even when I become a professional, lads just had that ability that I just didn't have. So then I'd have to go away and work on it. So like hours and hours of like finishing, backing in, trying to control it. Some lads could wouldn't, he wouldn't even look where the ball went. come, they'd go bang control it and it would just natural you just add it, just add it. Yeah. I didn't I had to really work on everything I can't I, I have like my schoolwork and stuff I was in set one for everything but the teacher said not because he's, he's, he's academically like good he just works his arse off and I was always one like the whole class m- like maths was my worst one the whole class would be like like the teacher would say right everybody get that if you got it and I'd go no, I don't. I don't get it. And she said, "He's." I always. I was never shy to like hold my hand up and just say, "I don't understand," and like even my cousin be like, "Are you fucking stupid or what? You're looking easy." And i be like, "I don't get it." And it's like I'll tell you later. And I'm like, "No, I don't get it." And people used to not ridicule me, but they'd be like, "Oh my god, is he thick or what?" Are you quite disruptive in class. You? No, not at all. No, Jack the lad. No, no, no. That's come later. Yeah, I weren't I weren't <laughs> in school. No, no. I was quite um And it meant that. Yeah. I was quite I had a stammer, really bad stammer all my life. I still have to control it now, Wait, you didn't know no that. No way I didn't know. Yeah, that. I, had to, I had to go speech therapy. Yeah. So from layers from to you guys, aren't you? Yeah. From um, about nine or ten, yeah. Real I got to a point where I couldn't answer the phone. So the phone would ring and I got and they got hey, Aye is your mum there, and my mum. I just had a panic, like when say like I'm I'm starting to stammer now just because I'm talking about it. But yeah, so then I had to go to like a speech therapist. Who then it's all about breathing and pushing your words out. And sometimes like I'd get stuck on a word because I just wasn't like pushing it out right, and I get it stuck and I. I, like, I i couldn't do that's it' amazing though yeah man. so that's and, really cool but the, but the stuff that i do now that no one had ever noticed so like i'll pause or i'll i'll add in a different word or yeah. i'll like kind of go um right and you know think right, about right, what right. i'm saying yeah. and then... Yeah. so like, like that now like people naturally think i'm talking and yeah. pausing and stuff like that but i'm not i'm just thinking about pushing the word out it's weird because you are
1: really quick on the trigger as well Yeah, yeah, yeah. jokes and stuff so it's weird but well, you, so again think, yeah.
0: you've taught yourself how to
2: do that yeah yeah. Mm. yeah yeah and I think me being super confident yeah has come later on because it's overruled me when I, I, I was really really not confident at school
0: so really on, on the sly you're a bit of an introvert on the sly which like to know you probably not... yeah yeah yeah
2: and uh, once hmm. uh I won't say I'm, I don't self self doubt, yeah. but I worry. Um, I worry what people think of me. Right. I don't want people to. I'd hate to walk out of a room and someone go, "What a dick he is," uh, and like I, I can't live with it. And my missus is like, "Why are you bothering like people who you who you don't even know or yeah. probably don't give a shit about you? Why do you want them to like you?" Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I just I just have it in me. I just I don't. Because I, I give everybody a chance. There's nobody who I I, I don't like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Apart yeah. from, you know, you meet people. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you give them a chance, you give them a chance, and you just think, you're just a dick. Yeah. You're just not a nice person. Yeah. But for me, for someone to walk away and not think I was a nice guy, I'd want to know why. And I'd I want to know, like, what have I said or have I done to make you not like me? And it really, it just really, I've always been like all my life. So I think... The character that I am now is probably, I've probably produced that. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. But
1: that, I think that goes back to the way that you look at everything. And you've probably looked at it and thought, this is how I want to be. And you've worked towards that to be that person that you want to be a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Because, and, cause, you know, from the outside looking, you're you like you are know, a cool guy, you know, with this yeah. quick, on the trigger, jet the lad sort of thing. But you've sort of, in a way, manufactured that because that's where you... All right, yeah, yeah, and it goes back to the James Bond thing a little bit, doesn't it? Mm. And that seems like sort of your inspiration to, yeah, yeah. to get well, to that level. it turned
0: out all right, guys, I'm going to be honest with you, I mate. <laughs> yeah, Just about it. Right,
2: I had, but like from 16 to 21 as well, I had really bad acne, like really bad. I was, I was on tablets, up having to have injections and stuff like that to control. Mm. So that I think that as well puts massive mm. pressure on you. Cause you you not you obviously not good with the girls. Nobody fancies you. I got a story right. So one of me, one of my best mates, Jason Jarrett, uh, he was at uh, Blackpool, and I was at Wigan, and we used to have to go to to college, uh, one day a week. So you train like you you leave school at sixteen. I signed a two year scholarship. Uh, so I, I was at Wigan. Um, no sorry sorry i was at blackburn he was at blackpool um and we used to have to go to preston college and he he's like a dead dead good looking lad like half cast lad um and he was sat in the canteen and as as i've walked in um these two girls were sat in, in front of him and, she, and they went oh he looks fit. And as I got closer, they went, oh, no, look at his spots. And he told me. Really? And I was like, I was devastated. Yeah, yeah. but I was like... How sev- old were you then? 17. So that's so like I was like in football. Then, like. yeah. But it was, yeah, I mean, like, really bad. Yeah. Like, really bad they were. Uh, but he had them for such a long time. And I remember, I used like anybody who's had spots and stuff like that, acne, they'll, they'll like, maybe like, um, what's the word? Um,
0: You're self-conscious, aren't you?
2: Yeah, a little bit. I suppose so. Yeah, but they'll um, not re- relate to this. You know the word of the yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Relate to this. Yeah. I used to wake up every morning, and I used to like have my eyes closed, and I'd I'd like say, please, please, like when I when I look in the mirror, all my spots have gone. <laughs> That's what I used to do. Really? Yeah, mad, is it? Yeah. And now I don't. I, don't I know, it's
0: In a way, guys, what it, what it's what I like about you, mate, is you've got no ego about you. And yeah. I think all these things that you've been through—the stammer and the acne and stuff like that—has actually helped you get rid of your ego because mm-hmm. you know what it is like yeah, right yeah. to fucking suffer yeah, and yeah. not be like you know, you've not you've not you definitely not been fucking silver spoons fed. Let's yeah. yeah. give you an understanding
1: yeah. of how people feel, have not it? And yeah, yeah. That, and that probably yeah. comes back around to the nice guy thing again. Too. Like
2: I, I do, I think I, I do have a massive like empathy for mm-hmm. for other people. Like some people, I'll see see some people who who have some kind of like disadvantage. It don't have to be like a disability, but can can be anything and they'll and they'll like maybe mock that. Mm. And I, I don't have that in me. I'm like fuck it out bastard like. Mm. I'm, I'm gutted for him because I know I suppose, yeah. I'm nowhere near yeah. had what they've had you know, spots yeah. and a stammer it's nothing, is it? But you've been there. You but know yeah. what it's, yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think fucking hell, Paul like yeah. what he has to go through all. Yeah. So, so I can see that.
0: Take me back to Blackburn then. So you're at Blackburn. Yeah. Um what happens after you know, set me through that process, so you
2: you sign 16 to 18 as a scholar, and then you what get, you're getting paid at that point, yeah. You get paid, yeah. It was yeah. only like 75 quid a week, but yeah. I had to like you move away from home, you live in digs, right? Uh, you train every day, obviously, on a, on a Thursday, you go to college, you play on a Saturday morning, and you play against other club teams, so you'll play against like your Liverpools, Man United, or yeah. stuff like that, and then after the two year, you get told whether you're getting a pro a pro deal uh, now obviously it's every boy's dream to become a, a pro, mm. like thousands of lads become um, apprenticeship like a, a scholar but then it's maybe it's maybe two or three out of the whole scholars who'll get a pro so yeah, you've you got to be good um, towards the end of the, well no, middle of the second season um, I played against Burnley um, and it was like a 50-50 and the I jumped into the tackle, and the lads jumped in as well, and we've both kind of gone like two footy, but not not a nasty mm. two footy, just like a like a real hard challenge. And I've gone underneath his feet, and his feet, like straight legged, has come over the top of mine. So I'm on, I'm like sliding, if you will. So I'm not far off the ground, and he's. Two feet have hit me in my chest, and I've like, I thought, Oh my god, like I'm yeah. winded there, <laughs> it, it, it really hurt. And I was like, I was struggling to breathe, only about five minutes left of the game. And I stood up and I'm thinking, Oh god, like, I can't catch my breath here. Anyway, carried on playing because I'm one of them as well, I don't like to show that I'm hurt, I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's like kind of a it's not a weakness, but like, yeah. especially on the playing field. So I'm like, oh my God. Anyway, I've gone back to the changing room and I couldn't, I was sat down and I couldn't lean forward to take my boots off. It was just like a pressure in my chest. I was like, oh my God. So I've gone home and I remember it, it was my stepdad's birthday, uh, well, we were going out for a birthday meal. I said to my mum, I said, I'm going to have to have a lie down like my chest is killing. And she's like, are you all right? I said, yeah. And my bedroom was in the attic then. Um, so I've had a lie down and it, it just felt like I was, like, suffocating. Like, I could not breathe. It was just like, I was... At the end, I was like... <sighs> and I thought, I need to go and get my mum. So, as I've, as I've gone to walk downstairs, I don't know what's happened. I must have passed out. But next next thing, I'm, I'm in the car, and they're zooming me to the hospital, like my mum and stepdad. And I brought my sternum and punctured my lung. Fucking yes. hell, I didn't know that I'd done it. Um, and they had... So I was in hospital and I had all like air bubbles and you could like, you could hear it, you could squeeze it go, oh, pfft, pfft, pfft. and it was wow. just, so obviously I didn't, couldn't play, like they said you can't play for a year. A year? Yeah. just because your, lung, your lungs expand and because of the, the, um, the, obviously the hole in it and it escaped then you've got all air around you. Your, your heart and everything really putting suppose. pressure on it yeah, yeah. Uh, when well, they told you that what, you, what you're what thinking oh, I just thought fucking hell that's it that's me done like, I'm never going to be a footballer it's good um, so I didn't do anything for eight or nine months it was still still sort to of touch but obviously the bone had hit but like like your sternum's a big bone isn't yeah, it yeah 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 um, so I could I could get back running and training and I felt like fit as anything but to control a ball on my chest it was still tender um and one of my mates had just joined the RAF um and he said to me he was like he, he was just like bragging about how good it was um I think he'd gone in as like an engineer and he was a decent footballer and he'd, he'd already been to like Italy and stuff like that playing football and he was like Gaz join up um Join up in the RAF. He said, "If you're good at sport, he said, you'll travel the world." So I was like, "So they got back to like, oh, I could start upsailing down buildings here." <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, like, yeah, like maybe like the military, I can play, you yeah. know, play football all around the world. How old are you then? 19. Yeah, but I can, I can still like be in the military and do, you know, maybe go down that route. So I went, to, I went to the careers thing at the RAF office and he sat me down and he said, uh, he said, right, like he was looking at my CV, obviously Blackburn Rovers, professional football, all this kind of stuff. And he went, right, what do you want to be? I went, I want to be a gunner. <laughs> he was like, what do you mean a gunner? So the gunner's like, it's like RAF regiment. So it, it's basically like cannon fodder. Like you fist in. And he was like, mate, you don't want to be a gunner. I was like, I do. And he's like, no, you don't. He said, like, you look like a fit lad. You're obviously very sporty and blah blah. He said, have you thought about being a PTI, which is a physical training instructor? So they're the ones wearing a vest, like bollocking everybody, making them to do do press ups. And he said, you're basically like a PE teacher, but for for, for the for the cadets for the recruits. Um, so I looked into it and I thought that's a well good job, decent money. So I joined up as a PTI. So I did I did my 10 weeks basic training and I absolutely loved it. I flew from it. I was literally, if I can give anybody adv- any advice who's joining up, if they tell you to do something, just do it. Like, don't question anything. Don't question why you're doing it. Don't question like the morality behind it or the sensibility. Like they could ask you to run around that parade square in your underpants. Do you know what I mean? Just go and do it. Like, and, and, and that's all I did so they'd say Seddon, you buy your bed do they well?" yes sergeant bang off and, I'd, like, and I like I as fit as anything what and I you just looking so not, not yeah bad, bad absolutely loved it so and I was like and, and by then you have to shave every day so I still had really really bad spots but they were they weren't as big and as bold like when I was 17 18 there were like big boils all like in my eyebrows this was more like small like rash kind of thing but then you have to shave every day every day even if you've got bum fluff (laughs) you've got to shave yeah every morning like five o'clock up shave shower mess for breakfast get back stood by your bed for inspection for six so and i'm talking you so your bed was here you had to have hospital corners you had to have all your blankets folded up into like uh, it looked like a video cassette and you'd have like four or five different blankets that you'd folded up, tightened it all up, put it at the end of your bed. You got your, your number two shoes or your hospital cones on your bed. And then you got your locker where you've got your number ones, your number two uniform, all your PE stuff. Like, and it, was, it had to be immaculate down to a point where I used to shave my socks because you couldn't have no... what we well, couldn't have no, any little, little bubbles you on know the socks. bubbles on your Shut socks up. yeah i swear to god you have to sh- shave your socks and then present them like that and i used to find it really hard to get these like blankets perfect it took me about a month to get it perfect and when i did i was like fuck it so i, I uh, safety pinned it everywhere and i just left it at the side of my bed and when i went to bed i just put a little tiny blanket on there cuz of that like you're going to bed at two o'clock in the morning after you've done all your ironing and sewing and your your days like marching and drilling and stuff. So like straight to sleep, I got up, shave, shower, cassette, on my bed, (laughs) like video recorder, stood by my bed and I ended up becoming like a hall monitor, if you will. So I was in charge of the whole like hall. So he'd come down, he'd say, uh, Seddon, like, yes, Sergeant make sure to fucking, everyone's by the beds, I'll be there in one minute, blah, that's all. so i like, go in, check all the rooms, so I'm stood by my bed, and he, he comes in, so, so when they come in, you go, room, attention, like everyone stands to attention, and then he'll come and inspect your lockers, and your bed, and stuff like that, and he go, and I go, right, Sergeant, this is, um, recruit, Smith, or whatever, blah, blah, this is recruit, so, and then he'd come and inspect me, and then he'd go, like, like it doesn't really touch anything He just look at your bed and then he'd like go through your locker and was like excellent bed setter and blah blah locker shit like that you, you had to have like literally um iron iron lines down your everything all, all your buckles polished everything <coughs> so i had this video record recorder thing that was like obviously all the blankets it was all pinned and it was day after day after day and he was like Excellent, Seddon, blah, blah, must He must have cottoned on because one day he was like, Seddon, stand by your bed, get your room ready. I was like, room attention. And he'd come and he said, right, everybody come to Seddon's bed. And I was like, fuck. Something like stood to attention like this. And he said, right, can everybody see the standard that I'm after? And I was like, yes, you're Mm -hmm. getting. And he was going through and he said, look at this and He picked it, he picked the blankets up, and you could just see. Him, he just went and looked at me. He must have, he must have had it a hundred times before. And he just went, look at this, what a bag of shit. Mm. Went to the window, and we we're on like the third floor. It was fucking chucking down. It was October, muddy as hell. Just whizzed it out the window, and it just went <laughs> and stayed exactly the same. And he went right, Seddon, get your whole locker. I saw. So, I'd spent six weeks getting this locker, immaculate, all my number one uniform, my shirts, everything. I had to take it all out, hang it out the window and just drop it <laughs> into the mud. And he was like, don't ever think you're fucking smarter than me, young man. And I was like, sorry, Sergeant, I just wanted like my bed to be... And he was like, right, um, get all that in the wash, cleaned, ironed by the morning. This was, I uh, had 24 hours. I, I still had to go and do do my training during the day, but when I got back, so I never went, I never went to bed <laughs> that night. I was up all night, just ironing everything, putting it back in my locker. I, managed, I think I managed to get about 15 minutes, and then it, I was like, oh my God. Still by, by your beds again. What did he teach you that lesson? Just don't cut corners. Just basically don't cut corners. Like, just because something's, like, easy or, or if something's hard if you will like yeah. don't don't try and cheat the system yeah yeah so get up and he, he's like he said he basically explained it he said if you're at war or, or you're you 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 are on you're on duty away he went you're not gonna like effing sleep in a sh- in one sheet he said you've got that that's your kit like they're your blankets you you sleep is really important. Get down, have your sleep, get up, and, and spend the time to fold your blankets and look after your kit and present it by your bed. Don't be like effing, cutting corners, sleeping in a sheet and s- s- safety pinning you, which I understand now, but at the time you think, you, you think, okay you now oh, yeah. done it, I've brilliant. System, yeah, and yeah. doing these things a bit quicker
0: and stuff. Yeah, right?
2: yeah. So, uh, but, and but we 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 used to have a Polaroid as well, so like you could like take pictures, like he, like he said, take pictures of everything. Uh, and by this days, like we had like all this BA kit, you know, like we had to get, uh, we had to go in like a CS gas room, uh, and you had to take it off, breathe it in, and then you had to say your name, your number. But it was it was a room full of CS gas. As you can imagine as soon as you go, and you're spewing up, and you just can't get any words out. So we had all this this stuff, so I, I, obviously we had to clean it at night because of full of CS gas, so I started putting it on and doing naked pictures, and then I I sent them to the station commander. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously I didn't know who it was, because it was just a respirator on, I had no tattoos at this stage, just naked like this, stood in the shower like somebody took it, and I I sent it in the post to the station commander, (laughs) and uh it weren't what till you, li- it what weren't. Was your till li- like? I just thought he would laugh at this. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen, did it? No, no. well, I I never got done for it, but uh, when I passed out, it weren't weren't till you pass out, so you, you have your passing out parade and your mum and dad come and you like you, you do all your rifle drills and all that stuff. It weren't till after I was in the bar, they were like, Love the picture. And I was like, no what picture? They were like, Gaz. Know it was you, and I was like, What would have happened? They said, Oh, we were just wetting ourselves. They said, It's up in the office, <laughs> and I was like, Really? But they loved me. They just they, they just liked me. They like I, I ended up getting uh best recruit, yeah. So I won best recruit. Uh, oh, one, one story I, I nearly didn't pass out, uh, it was about a week before. So we had done like 10 weeks, and then you like your final week, you just rehearsal for your passing out parade. So you've got obviously you got your rifles and you all marching round in sequence and you all come to attention and you present arms yeah all that kind of stuff so we're just practicing that drill after drill after drill hours and hours and you used to have your, you used to have to keep your sideburns like on on level with, with the top of your ear. It looked That's ridiculous. Brilliant. It looked ridiculous. Yield, <laughs> so I'd I'd grown mine a little oh. bit long. Not like long, long, This is where Jack the Lad started. Yeah, it is, it is yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. So I'd grown it a tiny bit and it was about three days before we passed out and we had what's called like the wing commander come. So he was like in charge of about five different stations. He was massively high up. So, we had all our sergeants and corporals on the bandstand here, and we're in an aircraft hangar. And we're all in as number ones, like this. Stood to attention with his, so like we've got like the butt of the rifle here. Stood to attention like this, and we've been there about an hour. And he's there with, you know, like your marching stick. He's probably like in his 60s. And I could just see him like coming up the line, like working his way up the line. Oh, I'm stood to attention, and he went. Seddon because like, we used to have his names on his things I was like oh my god and he come marching up he went you look like fucking Elvis with them sideburns mm. <laughs> and for some reason I went thank you very much <laughs> 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 yeah as soon <laughs> <laughs> but I did the, that is the fucking <laughs> to team, I that. did the whole neat thank you very much uh, <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as I did it as soon as I did it, I thought, "Oh my god!" He no, literally yes. grabbed me two-handed, threw me out the thing, <laughs> sent the whole squad away, and I spent about seven hours just doing drill, marching around oh, really? the hangar. But again, again, it weren't till I passed out that all my soldiers and corporals were like, oh, "It's oh, the funniest no. thing we <laughs> have <laughs> ever seen." <laughs> <is> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have the moments, do you, you? think, I can say this here yeah, and it's not going to oh, be good, but no. you can't yeah. stop yourself I just did it. it. I
2: just, I don't, for just, I just because I, more because I've been stood there for an hour and like your mind <laughs> wanders and you, I probably weren't thinking like the seriousness of everything. It would just happen as when, thank I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe
0: you were a joker at school. That's what like baffles yeah. my head. Yeah, no, not Because really. you are born to be a joker. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And it mad that. Quite like, I thought, Quite shy. It's got really, really small, really small and skinny and like light, lightweight. Yeah. It,
0: it was there a point in when you were in the army you just thinking, look, I don't want to be doing this. Well, is that where you start joking around because you knew that that's not where you're no, meant No,
2: no. I, I really, I loved it. I absolutely loved it in the RAF, and then I went. So after your your basic training, you go to your trade training. So I, I did eighteen months learning to be a PTI so you literally you you take every national sport so tennis badminton squash rugby netball volleyball football hockey or swimming and you learn how to play it to like a good level cuz like you do your drills every day and then you learn how to teach it cuz you got to teach it to the recruits so all of them every single sport and then you've got to do a manual on it as well so we we so so we might spend 6 weeks on tennis and it might be, like, by the end of it, you're, you're fucking brilliant. You spend <laughs> every day, five or six hours a day playing tennis. Then you'll move on to squash, volleyball. I was, like, you was good at every sport. and I was, like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Mm. Um, but at the weekends, I was playing football as well. And you've got to remember how fit I would have been. Like, oh, we, yeah, we were yeah. doing runs. We were doing, like, two, three, four-mile runs, two, three times a day. So at the weekend, I was playing semi pro so i was playing for Telford and I scored
0: how did you get that then when you were playing
2: for the army how did Telford get in touch with you so um i was based at Cosford which is Wolverhampton and Telford's like 2 miles away how do they know about you i think they they must have it over the years where they have army lads and REF lads nice. playing for the team um so it was only like semi pro so I used, to, I used to i asked permission from the REF whether i could go and go and play for them um so I used to train Tuesday night, Thursday night, and then play on a Saturday because we used to get the weekends off anyway. So um, and I scored sixteen in eighteen, and I had loads of clubs like looking for me. Then I got picked for the R.E.F. team. So the whole R.E.F. So imagine how many hundreds of thousands of lads yeah, yeah. I got picked for the R.E.F. team. And then before I were twenty one, I got picked for the Combine Services. Which is the army, air force, and navy? All their lads I play for one team, the commander, and I got picked for that. and I was captain, and I was just who are you playing against? So we'd play against like national teams, play against Cyprus and really? Macedonia, and yeah, people That's like, like that. Like, it yeah. was brilliant, and I was like, I was looking skinning them and against national players, and I was just like, because I was so fit.
1: Was you say, it so you was the next level in terms of quality as well?
2: Uh, I, I think I would just. Re- when I got to that stage, like, if you watch any of my goals, I'm not a skillful player. I was really quick and powerful. So, like, I'd come short and then a ball would be over top and I'd burst through and bang. Like, i I'm a good finisher. Um, I was never one to, like, take two yeah. or three players on. It was all, I never really had, like, much. Like, I can do skills, but I was never one. You know, like, our Messi yeah. dinks in and out. I was never that. I was like. Bang bang bang! Get into off. your position, just yeah. finish it. Yeah. See where. Yeah, you lived the dream here, aren't you? Pretty yeah, much, aren't in you? the RAF, you was brilliant. So I had, I had loads of clubs a- after me. Um, are you thinking to yourself, look, I, I might get pro here? Everyone were telling me, like, what are you doing in the RAF? Like, you need, you need to go and play football. What are you thinking? I'm thinking, I'm loving my job at minute. I was getting, I was on twenty five grand a year as, oh. as a PTI, I was getting four or 500 pound a week playing for Telford. I was like, it was easy. I was like, I was fit, fit as anything. Spots have gone. Spots have gone. I was living <laughs> on camp with about 300 birds, nailing central. <laughs> 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 it, was, it was brilliant lifestyle. But obviously I always had it in me that I wanted to be. Yeah, that was always been, yeah. Always wanted to be footballer. yeah. Um, and then, so I got picked for the combine services and we went to Thailand uh, we went building an orphanage, and then we played the Thailand national team, and then we played the Thailand um, army team as well. It not much better than that, does it? No, so it was brilliant. So I went away. We did, went two weeks, but in the last few days before we came back, I got really ill. I've had like food poisoning, and it was it was that bad where I was like hallucinating in the room. Somebody came. I ended up on a drip. And uh, they had to put me in first class on the way home because I was on a drip, because uh, I was that bad. Just like, just everything was like coming away from me. Um, and when I came home, I was ill for about 10 days and then I got over it. Um, then Everton bought me out of the R.E.F. So I went into Everton for a month, like the R.E.F. let me go to Everton for a month, training every day, Paul Gascoigne, Campbell. Really? And, um, Duncan Ferguson. I stayed at the same hotel as Duncan Ferguson. He, he took me on the piss one night <laughs> after a reserve game. So then they they paid, I think, 10 grand. They bought me out of the RAF, like out of my, my contract. So I went to Everton and then Everton used to play, uh, sorry, Everton used to play against like Man United reserves and stuff like that. So I, I was only in the reserves at, at this stage. And um, they played against Man United reserves at gig lane because that's where Man united used to play their game which is where berry play yeah the manager of berry was watching i scored a couple he asked to take me i ended up signing for berry because i knew i was never going to make it at everton i wasn't i was training with like let's say like ferguson and campbell and franny jeffers and all those people like that and i just thought I'm not as good as you. I just knew I weren't I weren't at that elite level, but I could definitely go and play League yeah. One for yeah. Bury. And the manager was like, you, you come and sign for me. And I was only t- just gone 21, 21 and a half. And he was saying, you, you'll you come and play every every week in my team.
1: So at that time at Everton then, that's when Gascoigne was there, because it was sort of a like a, a bit of a dummy signing really, wasn't it, because it was yeah. at the tail end. Yeah. What was that like being there after you'd... Bought that book that taught you to to be a footballer. The first
2: week that I went, he was there, and I was just like in awe of him. Um, It didn't train that much, and then I didn't see him for about four months because he he ended up going to, I think it was the Priory, so he he went in rehab. But um, there was one bit where I went in the shower, and Franny Jeffers was in the shower, and I was just having a chat to him, and uh, he was like, how, how are you doing are you enjoying it and I said yeah I said i fucking no chance never going to get in this team on he's like why not like you're doing alright and I'm like I said look you've got you Phil Jevons like, and I named about f- five or six like strikers who played like international and stuff like that and I was like I said I'm nowhere near I'm like, I know I'm not and he went well I'm leaving soon and I was like oh yeah he said yeah he said I've signed a pre-contract for Arsenal remember he went to mm. Arsenal and that was in the shower he told me I was like hell so me being me i like rang the step bro i was like get a bet on franny jeffers <laughs> going to arsenal so i so i yeah i ended up leaving everton and going to bury and that that was it i remember first time i ever played and you you walk into the dressing room i was picked we played tranmere away and it was about twelve and a half thousand on which Trammeer was pretty good I remember just walking into the the changing room. It was the first time I'd ever seen my name on the back of my shirt. Really, hanging well, and waiting for you. Yeah, said it, I was said in number nine. I was like, oh my god, like that, that's that's it. that's that's what. I, yeah, that was mm-hmm. a dream, and I was twenty, nearly twenty two, I think. Yeah, and I remember I was that nervous. We won kickoff. You know, you flip yeah. the coin, and I remember. Little bit of weed dribbling out as yeah. i was taking the centre, yeah, because I was that nervous. <laughs>
1: That's yeah. mint, that man and Yeah, it
2: was class. So that was it then, yeah. Professional footballer, left the R.E.F. professional footballer. That's a dream for any striker
1: it. to be a number nine, as well, isn't it? That's well, that
2: was the thing, yeah. Yeah, I was like, um, I, was, I was like Alan Shearer, yeah. number nine. I was like, number nine. Um, played that whole season, finished top goal scorer, started the next season. And I started with like a bit of a sore back, just like out of nowhere, like just all the, the, oh my spine and the joints at, at, at the bottom of my back were just really sore. And it got to a point where I, like, I couldn't get out of a chair. I couldn't like lift my neck cause I had like really bad sciatica going down my legs. And I didn't play the whole season. I missed 10 months. Nobody knew what was wrong. I was having like chiropractors, um, I was having like steroid injections into my sacroiliac joints and it just nothing was like curing it. Uh, and then within about two weeks, just went. I was like back running. I thought, right, got like a second chance. Worked worked. For my no reason, it just. No reason, just went. Just like, just all of a sudden I thought, oh, it's getting easier. And within about two weeks, I was. Back running, sprinting, playing football, went back down the boxing gym. I was like, right, whatever it works, like gone. I'm getting super fit. I remember you telling me this mm.
0: now. Right, go on.
2: Then come back for the next season. Finished top goal scorer again. I was flying. Going to go to going to go to Wigan for 250 grand. Really? Yeah. Then Barry went into administration um, and said, look, we're going gonna to I have to sell you. Um, but I. I'd just come back from holiday. I'd been like running on the beach, and my knee was a bit sore. And I, so I went to see the physio, and he was like, "Oh, it's swollen." So like he was like touching it on the side, and it was really tender. And he said, "Oh, I think you've like damaged your cartilage. You're gonna have to have like a bit of a like a bit of a minor op in the summer." So I had to put the move to Wigan. I was like, "Well, I can't like obviously like they put it on hold. They weren't gonna sign." So then. Um I had I had like a little like up op in the summer. Um it cartilage. No, well I found out it weren't, no. Uh but it, it like if you go into anyone's knee, there'll be bits of like crap yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. floating around. So they washed it out and injected it and stuff like that, and, and they thought that was it. So then just before the season was about to start, so I'd done all like pre-season and it was really sore, just kept like niggling me. Anyway, Rushton Diamonds came in, bought me for I think 85 grand and obviously Barry snapped their hand off because yeah. of the uh, administration. So I went down there the first day we were running around a track and my knee was just like getting worse and worse and worse. It just ballooned up and then from that day never played for nearly three years. Just like Just horrible. I had, you I, didn't know what was going on for three years? I didn't know what was going on for nearly g- nearly two years. Yeah, I end up... Uh, so. What age were you then? So I was 24, nearly 25. So coming in the prime off, of your career. And I was dream. flying the year before as well. I finished, let's like say, top goal scorer. I was yeah. in League One. Um, yeah, and then my knee just kept ballooning up. Then my shoulders, then my hands... I'd swell up, it was just weird, I I was being sick all the time, and then I spent close to probably 18 months going for tests, I went for bone cancer, leukaemia, HIV, uh, anything you can think of, I went for tests, Um, and I remember that Christmas, so this was like July, that Christmas, um, I told my mum that my knee was Still, really like I just told my mum it, it, it was my knee, <clears throat> so I said I couldn't come home at Christmas because um, I was having like another little op on my knee. Obviously, I didn't tell her, but on boxing day, I was going for um, a test for leukemia, so I obviously That'd had to stay awesome. down. So, I did not tell my mum, and uh, the other two lads who I lived Are we, with, you with, just mates, with, yeah, we were like teammates. We all lived, the three of us lived in the same house. But obviously, you're going through this on your own. And yeah, every day I was like going in for physio, and I was trying to do like stuff on the rowers and stuff like that, which was like keeping me off my legs. But then all my hands would swell up and my my elbows, and then I'd start being sick and just weird. Um, yeah. Then so Christmas Day, the, the the other two lads had gone home. Obviously, no one's in training. So I remember. Sat there and I had a, I had a microwave meal already, and then the fucking electric meter ran out, so all the electrics went off, and no shops are open to mm, so get just a, a lucky card. Mm, yeah. I remember just sat there, busting to tears. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ring anyone, didn't ring my mum or dad, I bust into tears, and I was just thinking, fucking, I'm dying. That's what I thought. Fucking wrong. Yeah, it was bad. It was, yeah, it was it was um probably the toughest time of my life ever. But you're on yeah. your own as well. Yeah. On Christmas. day as well. Yeah. I just didn't want anyone to worry. Did you were telling your teammates
0: what were going on? Or were you kinda of putting your no, brave, they, you put your brave uh, face on?
2: Yeah, yeah, they 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 knew something was up, but it was just weird, like nobody had a clue what was wrong. Like they were I, I and I know it's horrible to say, but it came to a point where I wanted them to diagnose me with like cancer or something at least i knew it was the not knowing what was wrong and I I, I I honestly thought i was dying or i was in that bad i'd gone down to about seven and a half stone by by the end of it so at christmas i weren't, but by the end of the season could not keep a- anything down uh i had bleed uh blood coming out my urine and all sorts yeah really bad jesus Fucking hell mate bad That's yeah general, and man. then i ended up um I got I got help from the PFA because like the club was like fucking been injured a year now. We haven't got a clue. I must have had 30, 40 tests. And they ended up going to see a rheumatologist in Bath. And my stepdad, obviously by this time the club had contacted my parents in about I think about February, the March. So this was like May, June. So my stepdad come down with me to Bath. And the PFA are like paying for everything now because the club couldn't afford to keep paying for stuff. So I went to see this guy and he um, he was like world specialist. I, I think he I think to see him was like 2,000 pounds an hour or something like that. It mm. was, yeah. And my stepdad, he was sat here next to me and the guys there, my stepdad said, um, right, Gareth obviously been through a lot. He's had every test, like what, what makes you any different? And he said, if Gareth was David Beckham, he'd be here. Uh, sorry, if yeah, if David Beckham was Gareth, he'd be here with me. He said, I'm, 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 I'm the top guy. So my stepdad was like, that's good enough for me. Yeah, fair enough. So I ended up having had some blood tests, and he said, I'm going to check for this. It's called a, a BLA-27. It's like a, some kind of chromosome thing. Um, and he said, I'm going to check for this. Uh, anyway, check face. So if, if you if you come back and you've got it, I think I know what it is. And anyway, I come back and I had it, and it's a it's a link to Crohn's disease. Uh, but instead of Crohn's, where mine's like physiological, sorry, where Crohn's is like physiological, where it, it like all so your intestines instance so of like mine's linked to my immune system. So it was my own body attacking itself. And he described it to me as when I went to Thailand and I got that um, food poisoning, I, it was actually jungle fever that I got and I didn't realize I had it. What's that? What, what it does, you can have stuff that lie dormant in your system. And you know, like uh, if you take antibiotics, you don't finish a course, they can mutilate, can't they, into something else? Well, this had mutilated into something else and it triggered my immune system to attack itself um every time you secrete synovial fluid hmm. so any kind of movement yeah. in your synovial joints you have synovial fluid like it's like an oil to yeah, yeah, yeah. and every time my body secreted that my immune system didn't recognise it and used to a- attack it so every time I moved or did anything it attacked the synovial fluid and that's what made me swell up and I went for what's called um, they put like an ink in your in your system it's like a die and then what they do they put you under uh, like an MRI thing and a normal person that have like he explained maybe eight to ten hot spots in your body where you've got like a little bit of like um, heatness on your joints and you know like um, what's it called when you know, you take like ibuprofen because you're making there and well I had 87 all inside my, all inside my vertebrae and my spine, all inside my hips, uh, in my joints and my hands, all like really bad in my knees and stuff. And that was because my body was just constantly a- a attacking the synovial fluid, which was s- like surrounding the the joints and the heads of stuff. So, it basically said you're gonna have to give up football. He said you'll never play football again.
1: What are you I thinking? was like, oh,
2: "Fuck again!" <laughs>
1: yeah, it's <the> second time. <laughs> yeah,
2: and I was just like, but I was more relieved that, that he knew, knew what, it, what it was. And I said, "Is it curable?" He said, it, "It's your own body." He said it could take six months. It could take sixty years. He said, but it, it will eventually sort itself out. Fever. Mm.
1: I didn't even know that was that. a real thing. Me, I think it, it's
2: Yeah, it's it's not. It's kind of a. I think it's linked to. It's like, real, it's like malaria and stuff like that because mm. something they can always oh jungle fever they call yeah, it yeah. stuff like that mm. um but yeah it's all it's like a lot of stuff can come from food poisoning because it's your, your intestines yeah. and your digestive system and it's all linked to your gut yeah. you know mm. yeah, yeah. yeah it's weird so he said to me so you're gonna have to give up football he said you need to give your body a total rest like you can't do anything um so i had to like the pfa sign me off and what happens then you get like an insurance so i got um 30 grand which is i work i was on more than that a year yeah Do i mean i got 30 grand i went back home and for literally about a year i couldn't do anything every time i tried to do something even work and like pick stuff up it was like i had rheumatoid arthritis like i couldn't hold i couldn't there were some days where i'd done stuff and then i couldn't hold my knife and fork to like eat my tea because my hands had swelled up and they were, bur- I mean, burning pain, and because it was not my immune system, that's what was making me sick all the time. Because you got like inflammation in your blood, and and w- when you eat, all your blood goes to your stomach to digest your food, and because was so much inflammation in it, it was just making me throw up. Um, <clears throat> so so by, by the end of not doing nothing for another year, this had been like two and a half years. Are you, what are you suffering with depression at this point? Or what what's? No, not really. No, I would just. I had anger issues. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I'd have like nights out. I got arrested a few times, scrapping, and just because I felt people were like, oh, "I'm glad." Yeah. I'm yeah. glad it's happened to him. You know, yeah. like instead of like going, "Oh mate I'm gutted yeah, yeah. because Burnley and like Padium's quite a small town. I think they were happy that I were back, yeah. back home, and he hadn't. Small town syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So they, were, I would, people would like give digs at me. And uh, like i say, oh, who the fuck did you think you were anyway? And yeah, I'd yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just had this anger, of, what the are you fucking speaking to? You? And then oh, it just erupted and then we'd, I ended up scrapping and I got bottled, top of my head, one under my chin another time, got arrested over Christmas and just because I was, I just yeah. lost. I just lost, I didn't know what I would do with my life. I didn't, I didn't know what I'd ever do because I was thinking this fucking thing's like, didn't have it, I, I had no direction. Nothing. I didn't, I didn't know what job I was going to do. I knew I'd never play football. And and then
0: have you ever talked about this before, guys? Like got into like the, the life story of it.
2: No, really. I've like, I've talked about this bits with bits not, of your like, people. Not in a <clears throat> like someone, or yeah, like someone approached me about like doing a book. Yeah, you should definitely do a book, right? mate. Mm, a Good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I, did, I just didn't know where I was going. And then just gradually over time, I just started to feel better. Went back down the boxing gym. How old are you? 27, 20s yeah. 20, nearly 28. Um, started down the boxing gym. I'd trained for my 20, 25 minutes and then I'd be in really bad pain. Then 20 minutes, then gradually it got like 25 minutes, 30 minutes until, you know, what are you doing for work. Um, working at a factory making boilers yeah (laughs) i had a professional footballer too. i had 47 seconds for a a boiler to come down on my line i had a i had the gas i i I was putting the gas valves in so i'd like pass it on 47 second next one fucking hated it hated it but
0: you know we talked about the gambling before yeah where did that come into it did that come at that same time? No, later? later on.
2: We'll leave that till a yeah. bit later, mate. Um, so, yeah, so I just started to feel better. Training, got more and more training until I was, like, training pain-free, even afterwards, like, I trained for an hour, boxing, sparring, everything. I, I, I felt fine. I had to keep going for tests every... I think it was 10 weeks or 12 weeks. Could and you have died if it carried
0: on? If it got no, I don't, no also, I don't think no. so, no, no.
2: It's just like de- uh, debilitating. Right, okay. Um, so yeah, um, I kept having the, and, and what they do, they check for the inflammation levels in your blood and he and gradually over time, he was like, it's, it's going down, it's going. Um, and then just before, I might've been 28, and he basically, I went for about three tests over about a month and he said, it's it looks like it's cleared from your system. And he explained it as in, no, you can't get the same cold, yeah. twice because mm-hmm. yeah. your body builds an immune system for that next one basically does exactly the same once your body sorts this thing out you'll never get an attack again mm-hmm. which one, because your body gets the antibodies and no, it yeah, kind no, of sink, yeah, yeah, goes yeah. back into yeah. sync
0: was that your darkest time of your life?
2: yeah 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 yeah, yeah probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm bad, right? mad yeah um, <clears throat> but I'll say I've never liked depressive I've never I've never liked that I've never yeah. I never thought, why me and stuff like that. I just wanted, to, I just wanted it over with, so I could crack on. with doing something. The and Christmas Day thing were bad. That was yeah. like a yeah, that was yeah. Just like fucking. Hell, I just thought I was dying. I thought I was. I thought I was going to be yeah. I, I, I truthfully thought I was. I was, I was going to be dead. So it was gonna... well, Yes. Yeah, on so the other I, side of it, thinking. Yes, yeah, so I got training should... again, and I just thought, I want to be a footballer. I'm not having like it snatched away from me so early on. And I suppose I went back to when I was like that yeah. nine mm. nine, ten year old kid. Yeah. Went back down, I was training, I was I was the I was like down the boxing gym five days a week, in the gym and then Padium which is my local town, they have like um a, a football team that plays in like really low level, like Northwest County. I think they get like twenty quid a game. Just said to the manager, let me come and Play like last few games of the season. Uh, I think it was like ten games. I remember I came on, played about twenty minutes, got um didn't score, but got a chance. And then the next game I started, and I got eighteen in nine games. And I was like, just because, oh, not because I was better than everybody else, just because I was hundred times fitter. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I was that determined like some of them would turn up, ungover. Mm. I'd, I'd turn up, I'd probably... That was my football career. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's like everyone to their own, but I, I, want, I could see a goal where I wanted to get back. And then end of that season, um, I'd, I'd never stopped training. Trained the whole summer. Pre-season, I joined Hyde, Hyde United. Hyde United were in the Conference North. The manager, so the, the assistant manager was a guy called Tony Ellis, he used to play for Burnley and stuff like that. He knew me. He said, guys, come down pre-season, see how you get on. Came down pre-season and I was flying. He said, "Like, look, look, start start the season, we'll offer you a contract. I scored nine, I think I scored nine in nine. They offered me, I think, I was 450 quid a week. It was only part-time. Um, that season, I finished with 42 goals. And then I got picked for the the non-league England side. Really? Yeah, so I got picked for the England side. Played a tournament in the summer. We played, it was England, Scotland, Ireland and Wales. I played three games, scored four, got player of the tournament. Came back to Hyde, second season, scored 35. Obviously, you've given up your boiler
0: job. Yeah, yeah, I've (laughs) given up your boiler job, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I I, I think... I was working as a um, personal trainer, so I was working in a gym, Yeah. Um, so I was, I was uh, keeping fit every day, playing football, <clears throat> and then um, end of the second season, so I would scored 70 odd goals in like 80 games, they then sold me to Kettering, Kettering when the league above, but they were full time. Where's How fast Kettering away, did you have to move? So this is the this is the weird bit, right? Kettering is a, a mile away from Russian and Diamonds. Really? So I lived two streets away from where I was sat there at Christmas with no lights on. And this is Fucking three That's years later, three Christmases on from that day, and I'm back professional football, scoring, been picked for England, full time training. I could never go back in the football league because yeah. you have to give your money back mm, yeah. but I'd signed so I was but it was in the National League so at the conference full time I was on 850 quid a week back playing football
0: Was there a moment where you sat down and thought about that or
2: is it only now that you're older that you're actually going back thinking about it I remember there was a, a moment where there's a I can't remember the river called river it might be river Y or something like that. Is it no uh, river Neen. so i, I, I like me fishing and i remember walking down the river been fishing and i walked up onto the bridge i didn't realize the house was looking right at me and i was just like fucking hell and i, I went i put my fishing gear at the side and i went and walked it was only about four o'clock in the afternoon i remember walked i looked through the window and i could see like the living room I was like, oh my God. I thought, that's the place where I thought I was dying. And then I'm here fishing and back playing football. That's, that's a contrarian moment. Yeah, it was basketball. good for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that was it. And then I just kind of, I think ever since then, just I think things that I've gone through, ever since then, you just think, what's the point of fucking mourning about things in life? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just... I'm so lucky to to come back and have what I've had like everyone says oh you must be gutted what happened to you yeah I'm like no it's probably probably made me the person that I am yeah and I might I, if, I'd, if I'd have medded at Blackburn Rovers when I was 18 I wouldn't be sat here now probably be a bit of a twat you know what I mean? yeah it's character building of course it is Everything yeah that and, that I, yeah, through, and eh? I think I can pass that on to my children as well yeah do you know what I mean like, the, like my children will never grow up not appreciating things that they've got yeah. do you know what I mean they'll never be spoiled they'll never they'll never be brats they'll never be yeah. they'll never look down on anybody Yeah. do you know what I mean they'll never take the piss out of other people who don't have stuff or have yeah. any disability or stuff like that they'll be they'll grow up to be nice polite friendly quality man yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's that. and I think I can that, I can only do that because of the stuff that I've been through and I said that to my missus I said like I am the person that I am of all the shit, shit that yeah, I've been yeah. through mm. and I, I'm glad that I went through mm. it because I'm, I'm, I'm I must admit I'm quite happy with the person that I am mm. do you know what I mean yeah a million percent mate yeah there's a reason we work we all the time isn't there <laughs> I suppose so, and it's yeah. because of
0: that mate because yeah. of the character that you've sort of made out for yeah. yourself
2: but I do I just want to I want to just get on with everybody
0: yeah
2: I don't want to I don't want to wake up and think I wish I had this I wish I had that or why? Yeah. Do, why does he have that you know, like who, who cares? Who cares? I'm I'm happy with what I've got. I've got two lovely children. I've got a house over my you know yeah home over my head, and you've just got to appreciate what you've got, haven't you? It soon can be taken away.
0: So, Kettering.
2: So Kettering, yeah. So I finished that season. Um So we ended up. It was brilliant. So we we went. We played in the first round of the FA Cup, which was live on. TV look, live on Sky, I scored the winning goal. Got through to the second round, live on Sky, scored the winning goal. <laughs> third round, they got us on Sky again because we was the only non-league side. We got drawn against the only other non-league side. So you know in the third round, you, yeah, that's yeah. when the big boys come in, Man yeah. United, and we got drawn against the only other non-league side. Mm. So it was like well, how'd look? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: You know when you're doing that and these things are happening, and obviously, are you thinking to yourself, "Look, I'm not taking this for granted because of the shit I've been through." You've oh yeah, yeah. You got your feet firmly on the yeah, ground, yeah, yeah. knowing that you know what I mean. It can be taken away yeah. at any point. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it, like because yeah. I
2: thought like, you have to enjoy yeah. these kind of moments because it's been taken away from me so quickly. I just like, and I always had in the back of mind, like, like, what if it comes back? Yeah, I did honestly. I always used yeah, to think yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and it just we played in the third round we got the winning goal again then we drew Fulham in the mm. fourth round and I'd been on Sky TV they come to like interview me at my house and it was just I was just like fucking hell this is unbelievable from like where I were two mm. and a half and what season ago. was
1: this do you remember
2: so I was then be 29 30
1: so about 10 years ago yeah yeah so oh nine 9 season then wait 8 oh 9 Oh no! Right. Oh no! Oh no oh ten, wasn't it? Oh, nine, so they ten, were a good, they were a good team then as well. For Fulham, them. yeah, well, Premier Bo- League, yeah. yeah,
2: Premier League. Bobby Zamora played for him. Yeah. So we were, we were drawing two-two, and uh, was it nil-nil? No, two-two. And then Bobby Zamora came on, right, and scored um, two in two minutes. Really?
1: They
2: had they had a full. They had Danny Murphy yeah, playing yeah. for him. Was it Conchesky? Conchesky, the left back, with the bald
1: head. I'm trying to think of that team now. Yeah,
2: they they had a really good yeah. side. I Mo mean, really Zamora good side. was good at that point though. Was that before he he'd been brilliant. at
1: QPR or did he go there afterwards? Karen? After, the, after, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was he was really good at. This I time. think he
2: went to West Ham not long not long yeah. after that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So yeah, they had a really good side. But I had I had all this like TV attention. It was brilliant, but then um, I found out that uh, a girl who had been dating, she was pregnant, and she lived up in Manchester. So the start of the next season, uh, I had to put a transfer request in. I just said to the manager, I'm like, i just finished, we finished fourth in the league. I'd finished top goal scorer in the league. And I was like, I'm really sorry. He's like, oh, it's one of them things I, I understand. Because I did, like, I knew I was having a baby. I didn't want to be living miles away from her. Yeah. So yeah, I was 30. 30. Mm. Um, so I put in a, a transfer request and then that's when they sold me to Fleetwood. Uh, so I moved back home to Manchester uh, started playing for Fleetwood
1: is that when Vardy was there
2: yeah and that's when Vardy come yeah which is another like unbelievable story
1: well he's mentally he's gone on and won the Premier League now with Leicester unbelievable and played for England
2: yeah well me and him in that season we played 40 odd games together we won the league by about 10 points or something clearly we got 116 points I think we did so amazing like that Obviously, the team went up to League Two, but I couldn't go with them because obviously my retirement. So once you retire from the league, you can't go back into mm. the league. What do you mean?
1: Because of the you of PFA
2: got. rules. So because i would retired all them years ago.
1: Yeah.
2: I've won the I've won the national you league. You Can't get that back.
1: No. Could you not go back up there if you've, you've returned got, the money? You got, you
2: got to return the money yourself. Yeah. But I ain't got thirty grand to get, and as well, I was 30, 30 by then, thirty-one. Yeah when we won the league so I, even though I've got a few years more more to go the club weren't going to pay 30 grand yeah. plus go up and then pay yeah, my wages yeah. as well it was it worked out about somewhere 100 grand or something yeah,
1: yeah, so which is just, a lot of money back then
2: especially for a 31 year old and I was quite happy like staying in the National League because then I went I ended up going to Halifax and they they paid me round about Eight nine hundred pound a week anyway, it's, so it's
1: a decent screw on that. they
0: giving you money for scoring as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not much. Right. Oh, so the the Halifax thing so yeah. the reason why I left. As I was saying about the goals before, hmm. so I signed signed a contract because they were they were desperate to sign me. So they they offered me like I think it was about eight hundred pound a week, and then they offered me um, if I got like goals per. Um, m- money money per goal but goals uh, like a, a, if I got to 20 goals I got 2 grand but if I reached 30 goals they made it up to 10 so we were in March firmly in the playoffs like nobody like we couldn't drop out of the playoffs we had 6 6 or 7 games left I was on 24 goals I, I got dropped I did play again Twenty-four goals, and they didn't pay me for me two grand when I when I reached twenty, 20. in the first place. So one of the reasons were they didn't want to go up either because they if you,
1: you couldn't compete if they come,
2: well they, not that you had to they had to pay loads for the the stadium mm. and you know if you go up a league like because like they, they would have got into the league they couldn't afford to do it mm. so they were like fucking hell what happens if he scores another six goals so I, I didn't play so I had a massive falling out with a manager. I was like, "You shouldn't, you shouldn't offer me that if you can't." It just really wound me up. I felt, I felt like they were stopping, stopping me from playing again. Yeah. And i was thinking, I'm like 32 year old, going to the end of like my career, and you're stopping me from reaching 30 goals. And what are you playing? Doing? I just, I had a massive fallout in the dressing room with a with a manager in front of everyone. I just, I just said, "You're a fucking liar. You're a coward." I was like, "If you got anything about you, you'd." You, you you wouldn't listen to the you know you you'd, you'd play me out yeah. of respect. And he's like it's nothing to do with that. It's your lack of form. I was like lack of <laughs> form. Fucking scored twenty four goals. you'd Obviously he's had a conversation with the owners. Yeah 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 yeah, yeah of course yeah. <clears throat> so come to the, end of the season I just uh, I said I'll never play for you again. I I had another year left, so they they paid me up my year. Well, let's just say they owed me forty grand. They paid me twelve grand to, to, of of my wage. So I end up and then I went to Chester. Played for Chester. What was the deal with Chester. They Yeah, so so I was a free agent then, so I was a free player. So Chester. What does that mean? So it just means you're not under contract. So you're right. not signed by you're any contract. Yeah, anybody yeah, can just sign. Anybody can yeah. sign, yeah, if they offer you a deal. Right. Yeah, so Chester contacted me, offered me a deal, I signed for Chester. Memmy me Captain, which was brilliant. So I was captain for Chester. We played like w- w- Wrexham and stuff like
1: that. So right. what league was that? in the National League yeah sort of same um,
2: but we we had really like we, we really struggled that season like we only just escaped relegation but one of the good things is that we played I can't even remember the team now I think it was Dover hmm. so they were say they were fourth from bottom and we were fifth from bottom whoever whoever won would have dropped down into the relegation and they they would have gone down so it was we're only about two games left of the season, and they played it live on on Sky as like a relegation battle, mm. and you, you, you can you can see it on YouTube. Nil nil, and then a ball comes over the top, and I let it bounce, and a miles out, I let it bounce and just volley it, and it goes right in top bin, and we, we win one nil on telly again. I'm just like, hey. <laughs> i like, honestly, since I come back after my illness, everything that I hit, or oh, like. Just went in. It, I, I kind of think it was like somebody looking down at me, going, "Right, you've had all this shit. I'm gonna give you some good stuff now." Mm. That the jungle fever, that. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just yeah, so end up a bit of a hero then after that, and then.
1: What's like, why well, so are you that old either? Thirty-three, thirty-four.
2: Thirty-three. Yeah, by the end of that season.
1: And are you feeling at this point? Are you feeling like you're slowing down? Are you feeling? Uh,
2: no, not really, no.
1: And do you think, think that was part in because you was. Yeah, because they've been sort of, off so long. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that's what he's sort of saying about Vardy, aren't they? Because if he played at a lower level for so long, and yeah. only just gone up, oh, there's not as much wear and tear going on with yeah. him So yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: and as well, yeah, you can think. I think you same with Vardy. You appreciate it a little bit more as well. If so, if you've been in like an academy system since you're like ten year old, and by the time you get into thirty two, thirty three, you kind of like I've had enough of this. Your body's mm. may not be as good as it were. Mm. So like people are ready to retire. Whereas lads who don't come into it late, they want to they wanna play for as long as they can. Yeah, and, yeah. and they'll probably not feel them little niggles as much as, as the other guys. So they yeah. work through it and probably look after the bodies a bit better, maybe. Um so yeah, I I, I still felt really good. And then obviously that's when end of that season, the Chester offered me another year, and then I was I was thirty four then and then I got the phone call from Gary Neville.
1: Oh, well, you've told us about this. Yeah. You don't have to tell the story now, because...
2: It's just a weird one. I was sat at home on a Sunday, and my phone went, it's come up, like, no caller ID. My first instinct was, like, fucking yeah, telesales yeah, on a yeah, Sunday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I was like, hello? But you was watching Super Sunday at the time, was
2: you? I, I was watching, yeah. Like, I, I can't, remember, can't remember what game I was. Um, but I, I, I don't think Gary was on it. Hmm. Or he might have finished or something like that.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and I was like, hello. I was like, hi, Gareth. Uh, it's Gary Neville here. Um, just I was like, all right, good. <laughs> did, like, didn't even finish his sentence. He was like, no, 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 Gareth, it's it's, uh, it's Gary. I was like, yeah, okay. So I'm like, I'm, to my missus. One of the lads here on phone. So I'm like, oh, go on then, Gary. And uh, at first, because I didn't think it was him, I was like, go on then, how much are you going to offer me? He's like, well, do you, do you want to know about the club? I was like, no, go on, just... Tell us your best deal,
1: you know. And he was <laughs> like, yeah.
2: he was like um. but then it, suddenly I thought, oh my god, it it, it is him. Like you know, you recognise his voice. Just twinged. Tw- yeah. I was like, Gary. He's like, yeah. I was like, right, okay, it is you into. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm really sorry. I thought it was like a prank call. I was like, right, go on, <laughs> explain to me what.
1: What um, the clubs are? Made. Yeah. Where are you like, going? Yeah. And
2: then he just told me all about like the guys that bought Salford and what they wanted to do. And he said, look. I've known you ever since you was at Berry, because obviously his mum and dad worked at Berry. and yeah. they're Berry fans, aren't they? Mm. So he said, "I want an experienced striker who's going to come in, who's going to like lift all the lads, give him like a bit of a inspiration." And he said, "And like I need somebody to score some goals as well." Yeah. Is he bringing in as captain? No, no, no. Just brought me in as he wanted me to like look after. Yeah. The dressing room, kind of be like. Like, like, the like the a senior model pro, yeah, like a senior figure. Yeah, like yeah. A PTI. yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> on so this, I shouldn't really say this, but the first time that I come into the dressing room, so he, he's got me in as this like figurehead, inspirational ex pro, you know, older yeah. head. As I walked into the dressing room, Gary and Nicky Butt are in the far room. In, in, in the far side of the change room, the manager, which was Phil Power at the time. Yes. And then all the lads are sat here. And I'd come in, not a little bit late, but they're all already sat in. Yeah, late. So, so as I've walked in, I've like shut the door behind me and I'm stood like this, and there was a young goalkeeper here. I'm talking 18 maybe. And he sat so I'm like here, he sat at like waist level. <laughs> right? So, I've got my tracksuit on. So, like, and there's a light switch here. So, the manager starts to talk, and for some reason, oh I God, flicked the light switch off, dropped pants, got his head, flicked it back on, and went, Oh, it's not what it looks like! <laughs> <laughs> and I've got it. The whole changing rooms erupted. I've just looked over, and them two lads, like Gary Nigger, going.
1: You're the Marquis <laughs> e. Simon. I'm the Marquis e. Simon. <laughs> now I've got this young
2: lad's head going, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that was it. The, that was the Elvis moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Just like, I was thinking, because I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking oh, shit, all, all eyes are on me. Like, how can I like? Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: The, You've got to come in and make a thing. Yeah. Like, so I was like, yeah. anything else but that. But that was <laughs> it.
2: Everyone was like, that was it. Though. I went around, like, yeah. shook everyone's hand and everyone just, it was brilliant. The atmosphere was brilliant. The manager was like, fucking hell, sense. He was like, you're supposed to be my leader. He said, you can't be doing that. I was like, I promise I won't do it again. (laughs) But he was like, funny though,
1: mate, funny. That was weird, I think, because it would have been 12 months after this when the documentary came out, so the League of the Yeah. And I I hung over something on Sunday. I ended up watching it. It was a 2 part, wasn't it? And I ended up sitting there and watching it. And then I come in work um, the next week and I get a call sheet dumped in front of me for uh, was it Redfoot? Yeah, Redfoot. Goodby Good Smith, America, someone. That like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the first time we all worked together, and I opened up the call sheet and I'm looking at this photo of you and I'm going, nah, it can't be. Like I'm thinking, there's no, there's no way. But then it twigged because in the documentary there's something about you going away for modelling. Yeah. And I, so I'm looking at that and I was like, and I come into you and I? I was like, I'm sure, like I've just watched this guy in a, a Salford documentary. And I ended up pulling yeah. up, didn't I? And I was like, it's him, is it? And then, and then I remember speaking to you on the shoot, and I think you was in your second season then.
2: Right, okay. Where
1: they were sort of going, and you yeah. weren't playing as much then. So well, How yeah, did like you get have. into
2: the modelling bit? Well, that was just a weird thing. And, like, and I, I think that's why I don't take that too seriously, because, oh, we know, we're not Yeah. <laughs> but I don't actually think I deserve to be a, a, like a model, that like as much work that I've done, because I think I always, I don't picture myself as like a spotty teenager, but do you know what I mean? I kind of think like, and I'm lucky to, to yeah, get you Yeah, but with you, Gaz,
0: like, and I'm not saying this because you're on this, mate, but you are the best model that i work with.
2: <laughs> Cheers, man. No, 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 I'm being
0: serious because, like, you've got so much character yeah. about you yeah. and you don't take life too seriously and stuff like that. But, and I know I'm yeah. going to get the best out of you because I know every shot's going to be natural yeah. Yeah. and that's what I'm looking for and that's what everyone yeah. looks for. Well,
2: Let work like, with you. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't take myself too serious. Yeah. And that's not because I'm taking the piss on a shoot because I've like, I messaged you hundreds so of I really appreciate like yeah, you pass yeah, me to it. Man, I get it. I, yeah, like, yeah. it's just because like I want to I want to do a great job mm. f- yeah. for whoever I'm doing it with but I understand like I'm really lucky to to be even to be asked mm. so I don't I'm not snooty I'm not walking around saying oh I don't like that shot and put this in and I yeah. just think fucking hell I'm working for you yeah. Yeah, like you know what I mean? I'm, I'm yeah. meant to be doing a good job for you and you're paying mm. me you know what I mean it's like it, it's a massive it's a yeah. massive Privilege to be here, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no mate, I get so, it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. yeah I get right. it. but I just, what we love about work is you turn up as yourself and you're not anything yeah. else. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I know that when I'm doing the shoot that that's what we're getting. We're getting mm. gas set and full on. Yeah. yeah. And it, there's a lot to be said for that, mate. Yeah.
1: Cause there, there is sometimes when you work with models and it's like, you, you know you're working with a model because yeah. of the way the act or whoever they are yeah, yeah. Uh, there might be a bit of ego there there's a bit of but,
0: not, but there's a lot of ego yeah. and people yeah. bring the ego to the set. Yeah. that's what we like working with yeah, you yeah, we yeah. get none of that we get such a good job at the end of it because yeah. I know I can come to
1: you and say oh we want this guys and you go yeah cool and then you'll run it back with me and then we're like right yeah we know we're getting that yeah, and we just understand what we're going to get don't we yeah. at the end of it
2: and I don't mind if someone comes back and goes that were crap or you've done this yeah. wrong or mm. you look minging there like do yeah. this like yeah no problem.
0: But well, that this is, I mean, that's your calling, doing the acting and TV presenting and stuff like that. It's <laughs> yeah. just not been
1: presented to you yet. But yeah. Well, you've got into it a little bit, haven't you, with the sort of non-league stuff on BTFS? I, I, yeah, I think there's bigs
0: coming your way, me and that, and I mean, mm-hmm. massive. It's just a matter of time.
2: Fingers crossed. You man. don't
0: need to cross your fingers, guys. I'm telling you now, <laughs> I'm telling you. So you're at Salford. Yeah, I
1: was yeah, in Salford. Yeah, Salford,
2: and obviously there's a lot of a lot of pressure on me because I'm 34 now. Uh, 34. 30 nearly 35. Um, they brought me in to score a lot of goals. And to be fair, like I did, did really well that first season. Mm. Scored 30-odd goals. Scored a, a, a trick on my, um first game, on my debut, so...
0: Are they filming it at this point, are they?
2: Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so or right from the off when you yeah. brought you in? Mm. Yeah. So they kind of said to me, I would just, like I say, I'd just being myself, dicking around around the thing and there were cameras in they said, like everyone said, just ignore the cameras, they're just filming this documentary. Then after about, probably about a month, they pulled me to one side and said, look, there's a couple of players who we want to follow, kind of like their lifestyle. And he said, look, like you've been identified as like a bit of a character who you want <laughs> on the show. <laughs> so they literally followed me for about a year and a half, home life, away from it and everything. In, like, how, how that, do you remember how the season ended? So we went on like seven games and a Yeah, because
1: yeah. you went on a bit of a, a bit of a patch where they dropped yeah. you for a bit, didn't they? And then well, I went to Germany, if you remember. Yeah, that was the modeling thing. Modeling, yeah. they dropped
0: me.
2: Then they weren't going to
0: play. Why well, just use as an example that,
1: yeah. you know? Yeah, because right. I'm sure didn't they bring Germany like the eighty fifth or something like that? Yeah,
2: eighty seventh minute or something. And you I mean, it, yeah, summer, and bagged n- nil nil yeah. came on bang scored the winner. Mm. I'd just been to Germany on, on a modeling shoot. Yeah. And Gary was going mad because I had to miss a game. I was like, but it's. Like potentially five grand. He's like, he, he's like, you shouldn't a your Family I, thought, right? I, I can't turn that down, Gary. Like you yeah, only yeah. pay me four hundred pound a week.
1: It was end of season as well, wasn't it? Where you're not going to get paid. I don't think, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm.
2: So on the Tuesdays game, he did, he, but did you bust up with him? No, not really. I think he understood in the end. You've got to understand that. Yeah. But you? on the documentary, he was kind of like, they were like, well, no, this is his job. He shouldn't, he shouldn't miss a game. I was like, well, no, that pays my wages. that, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Pays my mortgage and stuff like
1: that. I think they have got to do that to because they're being filmed to look think, like he's yeah. taking it seriously. No, but
2: he like he actually rang me. Like I said, mm. like, you're not going. I was like, Gary, I'm 100 percent going. Mm. Like, I'm I can't turn that down. I said, look, if you want to get my missus on the phone and you tell her that you're gonna yeah. give me my five grand instead and I'll stay and play. Mm. But he just couldn't get it into his head.
1: But I think but at that different time, for them, perspective. Yeah. It? yeah, I think at yeah, that time yeah. as well at Salford, there was not all the lads were being paid, were they? I think there's only you and a couple of us. No, no, they're right? all being paid. Oh, were they, yeah, oh just yeah. not being paid as much. Yeah, it's not being paid as much, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I, obviously, I was the top earner, so yeah. he, he didn't think I like should set have been paid. example, sort of thing. Yeah. So, obviously, have you, have you seen the documentary? Because I've, I've been to Germany, came on, scored the winner, and then as I was walking off, like the camera just went like that, and I just went. Einstein stride, <laughs> <Bro. laughs> And they were like, the BBC were just like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's like I was just, just let it no, go. It really but they loved it. <laughs> they, they, oh, they, so the BBC was like, you are like the, Royal of the Rovers. <laughs> They're like, we, we cannot. And then we needed to win the last seven games of the season. I think I, I think I scored something like fifteen in seven. Mate, we won every game. Won the league. I finished with 30-odd goals. It was, like, amazing. But in the second season, second game into the season... Is everybody stopping
0: you on the streets at this point? Was yeah. Because you kind of couldn't be, like, a bit of a celebrity. Yeah,
2: it was mad.
1: Because well, they started drawing more crowds than they, because of the, yeah. the thing, because people were yeah. coming to see, like, essentially you play. The well, when the documentary it. came out, it yeah.
2: were like, nine and a half million people, somewhere, ended up watching it. So I used to go in Manchester, get mobbed by, like, lads, like, really? groups of lads, like, Cedar, let me get you a drink. Oh, no, that's was, cool, that, mm, mate. It was brilliant, yeah, honestly. And it was good because I think I think they related to me because they didn't they didn't see me
0: yeah
2: they didn't they weren't like oh he's a dick any oh, he's mm-hmm. a wanker or he's up his own arse or anything like that. Yeah. They, they, was, they were like oh my god Saturday because yeah. there was stuff on the on the, the program where I'm sat on the toilet and yeah. I like I, I was modelling and I'm, I'm like how the fuck am I getting paid for this <laughs> you know I yeah, just yeah. I I weren't like you said I weren't like and I think they they related to that and everyone yeah. was brilliant with me. They were brilliant. It were it were like a brilliant little like fifteen minutes of fame. Yeah, we were. I really enjoyed it. So they yeah. did a second. The second, yeah, the second season. So like they're even still doing it now. Like they still film me a little bit now. Did Just, they? Yeah, doing like the agency work. Um, but yeah, the second season, I got injured third game into the season, and I ended up I tore my medial, um, so I, did, I couldn't play for about five months. Um, and then I, I like, I just, they just wouldn't play, because they knew they were getting rid of me at the end of the season. Uh, what was the was reason they, they were getting rid of you? It's because I was, I'd been injured nearly all season, I was 36 yeah. by then, um, and they were, they were looking to obviously bring in younger, but even Gary says, he said like we should have kept you, 100% we should have kept you, but there was a bit of, I don't know if it was like, not jealousy, but a little bit, it was, yeah, everyone said it was the Southern Shield. Everybody yeah, said yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and I, I don't think Salford wanted it to be portrayed like that, mm. which has nothing to do with me. So I think they saw an opportunity to get me out of the door and, and move on I and think focus that's a bad on Salford.
0: Thinking about that, they, sh- they, should, they should have carried on with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Would I have got more supporters to the club and everything. Yeah. they?
2: Well, I fell out with them at the time, but now that I've had a bit of time to look back. Hmm. You, you, like you gain a bit of perspective, don't yeah, you? And yeah. I think you know, fair enough. They had to they had to do what what they had to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't I don't like we're all friends again now. We get on with the the chairwoman and the managers. And yeah. I don't hold any any grudges. But at the time, I was gutty because was thinking, I've got injured. Like, mm-hmm. why won't you play me? Yeah. I felt like there was because I knew it was probably my last season. Yeah. Um. So I knew I was going to retire like pretty soonish. And it was it was though they were like that same scenario they were taking it away from me again yeah like then these last few months of my career mm-hmm. they weren't playing me and that was I had this anger building up and I don't know if you remember in the documentary we got into the playoffs and then in the playoff final um, s- still weren't playing me <clears throat> it went into extra time it was 1-1 and then striker Got injured. I was thinking, "Fucking hell, I'm on. Like, I'm the only striker." And then there was, there was like, a, there was like a striker come winger who'd been injured for about a month and, and he'd not even trained. Anyway, they called him over and brought him on, and I was furious. I was like, Are "You fucking, like, what have I done so wrong that you won't put mm-hmm. me on?" And he'd been he'd been out a month with his hamstring. Luckily, this is like fate again. So like we're in extra time now. He came on within three minutes. He pulled up on his hamstring again, came off. I was the only lad left. And they, they so they had had to put me on. Ball come, I flicked it on, went out for a corner. They took the corner, someone headed it out. I like readjusted my body and I just like pure anger. I hit a half volley. Have you ever said it?
1: I mean, is this what the, the the visualization thing in the yeah, we did it afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But I hit a half volley, like coming coming back on myself. I'll I'll get up and show a half volley, bang, top corner, winner. Yeah. I ran away, ran up to him, and just like just like go. Oh <laughs> that was a good it. Yeah, my that was the last ever game. Was it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Because the two guys were managing then, weren't they? Yeah. The two fellas. Because there was the original dude. Who was, he, was that, that, that Phil? That Phil Power, yeah. And he wasn't there for that long, were he? No. Into the, no. Well, the documentary anyways.
2: No. Them two needed to come in. They're like, whatever whatever it shows on the documentary, like them two were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they were brilliant. Yeah, but I, like I say, I just, I just felt like they'd been told that I was leaving and they had, and they had to get rid of me. And there was a, I don't know it there was a bit of... Whether they thought that I was faking the injury or I was... But from my point of view, I was desperate to get back because I knew I'd only had a few games left until I was retiring. Weird things happen when the media starts kicking in, do not mm. Yeah. Well,
0: it's you not, never know it's betrayed. Motives and shit yeah. it's like yeah. like yeah.
2: And I, I think at one stage they thought that me and another lad were after their jobs, which I can't think of anything worse. I never want to do that. So yeah, so when that ball's come across and I've hit it and it's flown it top corner, I was just like, wow.
1: The one that you just literally sat up and you just thought, I've got to get something on it.
2: I'll, I'll try and get it up I'll try and get it up I'll show you it's like no it's just like you can just see you just I just w-
1: have you thought about putting it in the top corner no or have you just gone just like, get, yeah, get something I, on this
2: yeah as soon, as soon as he's headed it I kind of read where it was going As As yeah. just as it's bounced, I just half volleyed it and I just hit it as hard as I could it could have gone over it could like honestly half a no.
1: second later it's yeah
2: but it, like a hundred times I'd have I'd, I'd, I'd shanked that
1: yeah, just caught
2: it sweet. I just went at top corner, and that was it. Winner. Yeah, I was just like like little bits like that in my life where I think that's just fate. It was just fate. It was going to happen.
1: Mm. Yeah, because I remember because it built up to that, because that was the second season, was it? Yeah, and I remember and it built up the whole thing was of you not being he's, in the yeah, team, and it was more about play you. again. He's yeah, yeah. Cut, yeah,
0: what have they done there? They cut you to in a shower. and that contemplating what was the didn't they do like some sort of... Little no, week?
1: it was it a was the visual... They brought like a mind coaching, didn't they? Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. I think you told me yeah. about this. So it's like yeah, after, yeah, yeah, yeah. after he scored the goal, episode, it was like... It was sort of like this pinnacle moment. he get his head straight. Yeah, yeah, and it was like... Visualise the ball dropping over your shoulder or something like that, wasn't yeah. it? And, yeah, yeah. It was a bit cheese, wasn't it? Oh, it was yeah. <laughs> That's
0: what happens. Just leave it as it is. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong. Just leave it as yeah. it is. So... That's it. So Salford, that was it. done. Last goal, boom. See you later, motherfuckers. have just like... It's a good yeah. way to go out yeah. though, isn't it?
1: finish, yeah, oh, finish wow. on a
2: high.
0: Finish on mm-hmm. a high.
2: That's, that's always what I wanted to do. I didn't want to finish where people were watching me going, fucking hell, he's, yeah. he's crap. Wasted mm-hmm. talent. Yeah. Yeah, I a lot. Of
0: free my life, that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens then, after Salford happens? So I was
2: just like, I was trying to think, where um i was ready to retire i was i was really ready to retire you've got say. the mouse trap at this point yeah i was, was going to say got you got just the mouse, mouse, yeah the so was, yeah. We, we, we bought the bar yeah but it was it was a coffee shop at the time that yeah. was like really well known for its cheese and stuff like cheese boards and yeah sharing platters um and then we live around the corner and i used to go in every now and again for a coffee and i got talking to the guy behind the bar and we end up like he's from Burnley as well, so we got mates. And I just said to him one morning, I said, if you ever think about selling this place, like give us a shout, because I thought it'd be really good for my missus, because uh, she wanted to um, get into something like that. Um, and he said, oh, I'm actually thinking of selling up. And I had this idea anyway, that what he was doing was good, but it could have been so much better. And, and obviously we did. So we, we ended up, we bought it, then spent like 30, 40 grand on it and turned it into a proper bar. Yeah, it's got so, a really good reputation. Oh, now, we have right? live I've had loads now. of people talk to me about yeah, it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Loads have, of people from Bolton, it's cottoned on with. All, yeah. Last like yeah. Like 12 months, yeah. And, people my, like, my, it's and done, then I always drop your name and I'm just Mrs. like, oh, yeah, we know him. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my missus my hates it because she'll, like, people come in and go, oh, is Gaz the owner in? Yeah. And she's uh, like, fucking owner. But it's all <laughs> like, it was my obviously my idea to buy it, and we discussed as like you got to change it into a bar. You have to change it into a bar, like, because it would bring your own own wine. Yeah, I was like, you're never gonna make any money doing that. But so so we lost them customers, but we've gained Mm. tenfold Mm. because it's a proper trendy bar now. Mm. We still do all the cheese, like even better now. Like like my missus designed all these different kind of. Cheese platters, sharing platters, meat and cheese, Lancashire sharers, all stuff like that. Yeah. But then we've got a proper bar where you've got wines, gins, beers, everything, mm-hmm. and it's like I say we have yeah. live music on and we have saxophone nights. The Mousetrap,
0: p- Rotten Stall, Ramsbottom, 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 Alfalfa, Rotten Stall from oh, sorry. Was the, the was it Ramsbottom, yeah. yeah. the Mousetrap.
1: It's nice. I've been. <laughs> um,
0: have you ever <laughs> talked about the gambling before? No. Why did, why did you tell me? I don't know. Can we talk about it? Yeah. I think it's really important, mate. Mm. Really important. <laughs> How did that start?
2: Um, I don't know, really. I think it started... Um started towards the end, end of my career the last year at Salford. Um, and it was kind of just... I think because I, think I weren't playing, I was looking for that thrill. And it, it, it's... It's obviously there's a culture in it anyway in football, um, and it were more just it never really. When I was playing, it was just the odd bet here and now here again, and you know playing cards on the bus and all stuff like that. Um, and it was more when I retired. Um, I think I was I think I was looking for that because I weren't playing anymore. I weren't getting that thrill of scoring a goal. That that's all I was bothered about when I played football.
3: I
0: mean, you'd look, it's a mass, massive high, that, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it would, I always used to get the winning goal, like, all the time. Like, like it's just weird, like, f- weird fate in my career. Just, and I'd believe in it, like, it'd be 0 nil one one two whatever, and I, I'd, I'd be saying to people, give me the ball, I'll, I'll, I'll get the winner. And I just knew I would get the winner. And nine times out of ten, I did. I think it's because I believed in it. And there's so many games in my life where... Like I've got a, a last-minute winner. They
0: Can should... you compare that to something else? Like no. get, getting like, well, like that a goal, that feeling. feeling. No. no,
2: no. And I think when I retired, one, it had finally come to an end. Everything that I'd been through. So all the highs and lows, all like the illness, injuries, broken. You know, being let go, not being good enough, getting back playing again, and all stuff like that. I think it finally. Even though I was really ready to retire. Once I did retire, didn't I? Didn't want to play football anymore. But I missed, I missed that adulation. I missed the the massive highs of scoring. I missed. Aiming I mean, for like a massive
0: endorphin hit, aren't you? Oh, Just like,
2: and I thrive off that. You like you know me. I, yeah, I Thrive yeah. off that. Yeah. I, I I love that. Not so much the attention, but the. Happy feeling, Yeah, Tell me, I love that feeling. So when I retired, I, I had nothing to work to, nothing to work for during the week. Like I had no aim on a aiming. You know, all my life since, since leaving school, I'd wake up and I'd work to that game on a Saturday, and then I'd get that. I had that chance to become the hero on a Saturday, and most of the time I did. And then I'd start again the week after. So once that stopped. Just felt like I had nothing. It was really hard. I didn't realize it had hit me that much, and it, like I say, I didn't want to go back playing football. It was just something really subconscious that I must have been missing. Um, Did you know it at the time? No, no. I only know this. It makes sense because I I spoke to the PFA and I, I went to I went speaking to um, a counselor. Yeah. So they they uh, they put me on like a twelve week. Course, where I went to see this guy, and we talked about like everything that I talked about, and he he was he he literally said he said like bloody hell you've been through you like you've been through a lot, and for it to finally come to an end, your body's ready, you put your mind your mind, and how he explained it is so my the gambling it wasn't I used to I used to look for games that were nil nil. 2-2, one, one, two, two, with like 15 20 minutes to go
0: what you used to do like. mm. yeah
2: and I used to I used to lump on it and then if it scored because I'd be watching it I'd be watching the like the game and it wasn't I wasn't watching a real life game I was watching the I was watching the like animation you know like yeah they're attacking, attack in, yeah, yeah, attacking. Yeah, yeah and I used to watch it and when it froze and then the goal went in I, I used to have that same like rush yeah that same rush. Because I'd the guy explained it to me because you was you was mentally in that game. Even though you wasn't physically playing, you mm. was mentally attached to that game because you had such a big reward if it came in, but then if it if it didn't come in, I had such a down. So then what I'd do, I'd look for another game and I'd go bigger to get to get that thrill. Now if I put £20 yeah. on that and it came in and I won a tenner doesn't mean anything it was it was the risk reward kind of thing right so how bad did it get uh it got it got bad got bad what does what does that mean so it were like 50 60 bets a day really yeah but it was you're kind of playing with the same money right Hmm. because you're winning it then you lose it then you're winning it so it's the same money
1: so what were you just doing? Putting say twenty quid on, and then if that didn't come in, you would double and go forty, and then to try and win yeah, back I what you'd did, lost. Yeah,
2: you start off maybe two hundred instead of 20.
1: Yeah, obviously for the mm. yeah.
2: And it it would just it would just because I was really was just was, consuming was, your life. Yeah, I was looking for. Were that. you doing quaint toilet and checking the stuff? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, your missus didn't know. No, no, she didn't know. And it came. It just came to a point where I just it it would t- just taking up all my energy, everything. It was just... And it was... Imagine... Imagine having 500 or a a grand on a game and you're watching it the whole time. Like, how your heart is racing and then you have either, like, the the massive high or you have, like, the depressing low and then you do it again. You might do that 15 times in a day, every day. It was just fucking... Yeah, they were horrible. Just, it was just consuming me, but I was that, because I hate l- losing, Yeah. because I hate it so much, I had everything wrote down, how much I deposited, how much I withdrew, I knew to the penny how much I'd won or lost. And I couldn't, a lot of the time I couldn't go to bed or until I'd, I'd, I I broke even or, or I was up. So sometimes I'd be like, I could be two and a half grand down. And I'd, I'd be taking five grand from the savings lumping on and it coming in, I'm like, oh, oh my God, yes. And then i got go to bed.
1: And do it early again and the then next day.
2: And do it all again. Fucking
1: hell. That's mental.
2: Mad. And I went and I'd say, it just come to a point where um, I broke even. So for like a, a year, I broke even. Have you ever thought about going talking?
0: about this and actually getting paid for going talking about it.
2: Yeah. Mate. Yeah. It's it's mad. This is what I was
0: saying about you, like, you know, utilising exactly who you You are as a person. You know, you're a great character, mate. You tell a great story. But going, telling that side of your story, you know, to other professional players and, you know, making people aware of it. Mm. I think what you said
1: before as well is it makes you relatable because you've just, an an average guy has had all this stuff happen to you but you've come back from it and you've yeah. got better and yeah. you've never let it keep you where, it, where you was yeah and it's inspiring no, I, isn't it
2: I definitely I definitely think there's um, there's there's not just I'm not just in like a, a one off either I think there's loads and loads of the more I read about it loads and loads of young lads are getting into into gambling because it's so accessible and mm. it's so in your face like even now mm. it bugs me sometimes when I see adverts and it's just like it shows them on the 4 a bet on and they're the yeah. the cheering. It's yeah, 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 they yeah. just like taking a hit from a pipe or... Yeah, yeah. You? yeah. I mean, that yeah. Enough, well, they don't see the it. three o'clock in the morning when you're yeah. 1,800 quid down, you're crying on your floor, thinking, yeah. oh, fuck, I'm going to win this money back.
0: You've definitely got to write a book, mate. Yeah. you just got to get rid of that, the right ghostwriter to do it for you. It's got yeah. your tone of voice and make sure they depict you properly.
2: Yeah. Mm. I, I do think... I'm, I don't get... I don't think... I don't think I'd be I don't like saying I don't, I don't think I'd be inspiring but I think I'd be I could teach some good lessons if you know what I mean because mm. I, I do think I've been through quite a lot
0: I don't think it's about being inspiring it's about giving people knowledge Yeah, that's to, what think, I mean, to think it, it him, a yeah. certain way you yeah. know what I mean so many yeah. people got a perspective on gambling and you know oh it's cool yeah. a bit, but you know if you right. don't get the right knowledge you can inspire a lot of control yeah. fucking mm. so quickly oh yeah
2: because sometimes I don't want to do it because I think like so many people, but in far worse situations than me. Mm. I don't want to. I didn't want to. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, but that's just the nature. You don't want to upset anybody again. Mm. That it comes back round to that that you don't want to walk out the room, say your bit, and then what? Then people think about when people. Are, you know what I mean? You can't. Yeah. You can't think like that, mate. And I think
1: it's more a case of it's people haven't experienced what you've experienced, and there'll yeah. be people who. They're yeah. going through what you've been through and it's more close to their circumstances. Yeah. they're going to relate to it more and like you said, take away something from it. Yeah, yeah. So I think...
0: You know, go to the PFA and say, look, I'm, mm. I want to I do this thing and this is, you know what I mean? I think yeah. it's really cool, mate. Really mm. cool. I love the fact that you can talk about it. I love the fact that you can talk about anything and your emotional intelligence. You know, it's massive. Massive, that. Being able to talk about yeah. oh you 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 nobody wants to do that they just want to keep it at the ego level that my life's perfect so, yeah you know if I'm, if I'm bulletproof, finished, so I'm bulletproof and yeah lies. yeah so just, I don't like, mind you know. that
2: because I think yeah how can you uh, how can you improve as a person if you don't do anything wrong mm. that, that, I think that's kind of how I signed it off with with, with with the gambling when I was seeing this guy and he just said to me um, he said you look you look through anybody's book of life and there'll be some pages where they don't want you to read because mm. they're not perfect. He said, the good thing about you is that you don't mind people reading it. And he, and he said, and, I, and he, he kind of said, it's a good thing because if you don't admit to it yourself, don't admit to your failures, you'll mm. never improve as a person. Yeah. And I kind of thought, oh, that's a good way to
0: It's massive, mate, but you, that's, what, that's what I'm saying about you, teaching people that. That's inspiring. Mm. Mm. Massively. Mm. Nobody does that. That's, that's how you smile nervously. Because, I know you are, <laughs> mate, but that, that's your gift, mate. That's yeah. your gift to go on stage and teach people that. And by doing that, you are inspiring. Mm-hmm. It will come that, but this is what I'm telling you. I'm just putting it into your head that it's there. Then you'll, you'll kind of, when it comes, it'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. remember saying that to my podcast. you have sure done that. And you're open oh. to it.
1: Well, I just think with the kind of person you are, and especially after speaking today, yeah, I don't think you'd be bad at anything. Because I think when you've got a focus on something, you'll make it work, whether you're good at it or you're bad at it, by the end of it you'll be you'll be fucking good at it. (laughs) And that's just the way that's just the kind of person that you are. That's how you got good at football. Like you said, you wasn't talented in football, really was you'd start with. It was just pure hard work. That's what we always say, isn't it? It's not about being being the most naturally gifted or thing, it's always about being the most hardest worker in the room. Yeah.
2: I'll speak to the first person I had sex with. So um the well, that's
1: pretty good Yeah, what well, you're yeah. these
2: days. Yeah, it's good. Well, uh when's this podcast coming out? I don't know yet. Alright, at least a few weeks, is it? I can't do couple a couple of weeks. Meeting. So I started my own football agency. Um, What's it called? DRN Sports. Yeah. I started that two and a bit years ago. Um now I'm on the verge of leaving. I'm just doing an agreement at the minute. Uh, to give up my shares, give up... I'm director of it, so I give up that. Yeah. Um, and then I'm moving to um, a bigger agency. Probably the biggest in the world. So I've been through like a four interview selection. And then I got a phone call yesterday saying, congrats.
0: Is that the right move? Yeah. Million percent. Million percent. Why? Uh,
2: just because... It's it's just the right road to go down. Everyone who I've spoke to has, have, have, even people a year ago, said that's the route you need to be going down, and it wasn't, and I, I never. It wasn't until I, I spoke to them later on down the line that you realise it's kind of <clears throat> for me to get to the next level and to achieve what I want to achieve. I, I won't be able to do it where I am.
0: But what do you want to achieve right now? What's your? <laughs> <coughs> um,
2: because you know when
0: you take this job that you know doing the bt and all that thing you're not no no gonna... it's all there yeah.
2: no they, they, this is part of what we've discussed is it they don't mind me doing all that because they said it's it's great for your profile right um and as as obviously an agent as well yeah that'll be um like being in the limelight, so being on Sky Sports, mm. being a commentator. Right, sounds so you like. can do that. Yeah. Right, so well, that's, that's what, what I was suppliers. that's what I was worried about. Yeah, Because no, that's no, your natural gift n- that. Yeah. Mm. No, they've said like that's that's great, you yeah. know. We and, and they quite like so I, they quite liked the kind of entrepreneurial stuff that I've done. So when they so
0: do you like the character that you built for yourself. Yeah. Mm. Well
2: we talked about we talked about my my career and stuff like that and then the what one of the main guys said. Right, tell me what you've done after football, like, or you know, not in football. So I, I told him about what we've done with the mousetrap, with the commentating, with the modelling, the yeah. adverts, and all stuff like. And he was like, "That's fucking brilliant." He said, "I love all that." He said, "You know why I love it?" He said, "Because you're not just that person." He yep. said, "You've gone out there and, and and you're doing that, and you've got yep. different characters to you, your personality." And he said, "You aren't yep. just." sat on your laurels, you've gone and done this and done this and earned more money that way. He, he, like he said to me, like, why, why did he do that? And I said, well, I'm not earning a lot of money with this job, so I have to, and I said, I'm doing it because I've got a young family, I want to be successful, I want to do this. And he said, but, brilliant. Any what, any what
0: does family? success look like to you, Gav? You um, know, when you said, I want to be successful, what does that look like to you? Do
2: you know, I've, I have no aspirations of being a millionaire. Yeah, I don't. Um, I want to. I want to be comfortable. For the last few years, we've been really scrimping and scraping because, like, starting your own business yeah. costs a lot of money. Yeah. You can't pay yourself um, as much as you want to. Then there's like, see, so cars, expenses. I've got two young children and a nine-year-old, and just everything like that. So I want to be in a position where I'm just. I just enjoy life not if I want to go on holiday we have money to go on holiday Mm -hmm. if I want to like give my kids a good Christmas you know I want to be successful where I'm happy I wake up every day Mm -hmm. and I'm happy with what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and I've got enough money to like look after my my family I don't want a Ferrari I don't want a five bedroom down I'm not interested in that Mm -hmm. but I want to be able to say like right, I can take you all away on holiday in the summer. Yeah, we can, smart that We mate. can do this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I think, like, I think if I get five years time, if, if I'm on, if I can do that and I'm on decent money, I think that I'll be, so I'm not, I'm enjoying my job. Mm. I'm not, I get up every day and I think, wow, oh, fucking, what a great job this is. Instead of, instead of working to live, oh, sorry, instead of living, living to work, to work, yeah. You know I, mean? I want to work to be able to live and, and, and give my kids and my family enough.
0: You'll always do that, mate. You've just got it within you, have mm. Yeah, I think so. But I think what you need to do is leave your legacy and reputation behind. Maybe that's writing a book or going into, you know academies and stuff and telling your story yeah. you still get paid for that and you're it that you're working for got, you know what I mean yeah. it's just going to benefit their profile course, yeah. that if you can be the voice of that yeah. and just saying look this is the agency that I'm working for and I want us to do this that I think that's pretty smart yeah. as well mate because I think there's a lot of people suffering with that addiction
2: oh yeah yeah I think there, is. there? yeah yeah I, I think the uh...
0: does this mean that, well, when you're working for us the fucking the wages are going to start going up now or do we have some oh, sort of like depends. fixed fixed rate? <laughs> no, no, model free. We have yeah. French rates, don't we? <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, no, I like I say I would I did think about the book. Um, like I say, it'd just be good to have something out there, like you say, so you leave it with your, leave it with your kids. Like,
0: Paul Gascoigne left you a book when you were little, mate. Exactly, yeah. So you mm-hmm. never That's know. exactly you never know. I'm not Who's reading it?
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it to try and make loads of money I'd do it to just to have something mm. that's kind of, like I'm quite lucky with the documentary because that's always going to be there people can always mm. find something of me but it'd be great to have a book just to say right, that's my life story that's what I went through mm. and I, I came out the other end and I was actually like a, a nice guy with it that it turned out to be a dick
0: that's the end of the podcast for me <laughs> that's, it, that's right. the sign <laughs> up right uh, um, if anybody wants to go and follow Gaz which you should go and follow because he, he is a bit of a jack the lad. <laughs> um, is it Seddy?
2: Seddy 19, yeah.
1: Oh, we never said why you didn't like the number nine.
2: Oh, yeah. Cause, so when I had to retire, I was number nine. So when I got the blood disease, I was nine at Berry. When I signed for Rushton, I was, I was number nine. Yeah. Um, and that's when all, all my problems happened. So when I come back and I got asked what number I wanted to be, I said 19. Yeah. So I come back 19 and touch wood. It all went.
1: So that's your lucky number now.
2: 19, yeah, it goes Mm -hmm. on my lottery. So
1: you're still gambling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thanks so much for coming on, mate. No problem. Thank you for having me. Peace out, everybody. Goodbye.